You want to you, you want to kick us off this episode? Ah, right, nigga, that's your job. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Verbal <laughs> gunplay. It's your boy Danny. El Devil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Episode two. Listen, I'm not even gonna waste no time. Let's get let's get the let's get the formalities out the way. No, okay. bro. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend. What did I do this weekend? Nothing. Probably. Damn, what did I do this weekend? Yeah, nothing. I just watched football, chilled, played video games. I probably ran some errands and stuff, you know, normally stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nothing, nothing that stood out. Nothing I was like, oh, man, I did this, and it was a good time, or damn, sucked. It was a bad time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, since you brought up football, we could do a quick little segue on that, because um, obviously, you know, this, um, this episode is coming off of a decent football game, whereas last episode we were coming off that snore fest of a f- soccer match. For sure. Which is crazy because this past Monday night game, it was the um, Jaguars versus the Bengals. And I did not expect that game. But that was a good game. Was good. Like, I was actually entertained, like, the entire time. Who was old boy need a backup quarterback for the Bengals? Uh, Jake Browning. He was balling. He was, he was, he was he, I mean, he was dipping at Duncan. He reminded me of, like, an Alex Smith. But, uh, but he, he was getting the job done. Yeah, bro, a quarterback that's just not going to lose you the game is what you really need. That's what that's, you're doing. Listen, them little dips and dunks, they, you eight first downs and you probably getting a touchdown. So mm-hmm. that'll that'll definitely get it done. But yeah, he uh he he turned out and handled business. And then uh you watched the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know towards the end Trevor Lawrence got injured. Sunshine. I can't remember I can't remember an NFL season for as long as I've been watching where we've had this many starting quarterbacks injured. There's about like eight of them like out for the season are just I, injured right now. And it's yeah. crazy. Them backups is looking good. Yeah. Well, it's looking good for the backups, I'll say. But I won't say the backups are looking good. Yeah, you go for them. They get money being in there. But this kind of just raises where you got uh, certain quarterbacks who seem to be like career backups. Josh Dobbs will bring his name up again. Why they make so much money, but they a backup. That's why. Because your quarterback go down. You don't want your season to be flush because a quarterback down for four weeks or whatever. Exactly, so. exactly, exactly. But listen, man, enough wasting time. I'm just going to jump right into it, bro. The trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, yep. Listen, I know when we met, like, we was, like, super hardcore gamers, like, around the time period that we met. Today, you're probably more of a gamer than me. Sure. I'm, I'm like a... I, I, I'm like a, a poser, I guess you could say. Like, I got the systems. I'll occasionally dabble, but it doesn't hold my attention for a long period. Not going to lie to you. This Grand Theft Auto trailer, bro, you know, it took me back to, it took me back to living on Elkhorn Boulevard when I went and got the uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 back when you were the manager of the GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. feeling watching man. the trailer is the feeling that came over me when I played that game for the first time. Because that that at the time was just mind-blowing because this was not the type of stuff that you would see in a video game. Grand Theft Auto 3 was PS2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was back in like 01. That's wow. crazy. And now we on six. But I mean, five was out for like 10 years. It seemed like it. Well, five. Yeah, five. Bro, 
It's PS5 now, right? Yeah. Bro, 5 came out on PS3, so that shit lasted three systems. <laughs> PS3, PS4, and PS... That's one hell of a game right there. <laughs> it had a real serious story mode. Most games didn't have that. So, you know, the funny thing is, as much as everyone loved Grand Theft Auto 3, I found myself not loving it because I didn't love the part where you just roam around just doing stuff. I didn't like that. I loved it. That was my favorite part. I know. I wanted I wanted his story. So Grand Theft Auto V was good for me because but I just played through the story mode and that was it. I didn't do all the extra yeah. you know, trying to get stars and blowing stuff yeah, and yeah. cars and buying hookers and all that. I ain't never do none of that. Yeah, that that doesn't get said enough. The fact that you had those side missions, like cause it really made like Grand Theft Auto really made you feel like you were playing a game with like free open world choices. Mm. Because Back in, like I said, back in the day when I was at Oakland Boulevard, you know, I used to have a bunch of just dusty hood niggas around me. What we used to do, we used to pass the control around. If you died, pass it to the next thing if you died. And, and we was entertained just sitting there watching somebody play. Cause it was, it was just so dope. Like you steal a car, right? You hop in there, you put it on game radio. Now you hear oh, some music. now you hear oh, some dope music. ass, you hear some dope ass music while you cruising around in a car you just stole, but you on the couch with your niggas. That shit was mind blowing at the time, like mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, a little segue for y'all that don't know, Elkhorn Boulevard is a major, major boulevard in East San Diego. For y'all who don't know, for SD Cali people <laughs> who are out there, uh, Elkhorn, <laughs> we got stories. That's gonna be for another podcast. Yeah, but we got stories. <laughs> Definitely got some stories over there. Uh, Shout out to the Robertos on 40th. <laughs> is that still there? It is still there. Better still be there. Yeah. It is still there. You know, um, and then further down the road, crispy fried chicken. <laughs> oh, mm. that didn't. You know what? That didn't open up for a while after. Yeah. You know our whole run, but man, I I used to eat there all the time, it's and that so you know it was good because it was none but Asians and their family members, and they yeah. only took cash. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, it's, it, they, 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 look, they look almost corporate now. I don't know when the last time I've been there. Yeah, I was just there uh, earlier this year. They, I mean, they still there. I mean, they got like a mascot chicken logo on the top and everything. Like, it should look clean in there. Is it oh, still good, though? Oh, still amazing. Uh, okay. Amazing, amazing. It's because of them I learned, uh, you know, to fry my, like, chicken and fish and peanut oil. Like that, that difference is just, yeah, because, because the first time I had food there, I was like, oh my God, why does it taste like this? <laughs> and I just asked him, I'm like, you know, like, like a straight pookie. Like, was it that one? Remember that, there was a young dude that worked there that was like a yeah. little younger than us. He was cool as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't recognize anybody in there today when probably I probably that old boy. Look, yeah. we talking about like that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Old boy probably grown and right, running everything right. on the back end if he even still involved with him. Yeah, yeah. Shit. He, he might he might might be a manager or something today. I wouldn't even know, honestly. But um, yeah, man, that Grand Theft Auto, I'm so excited about that. Like I know for a fact that's about to bring me back into the gaming world. Yeah, yeah because I was already intrigued a little bit by five towards the end because I went to my sister's house not too long ago, uh, like about a year ago, and she showed me Grand Theft Auto Online. See, that was new to me. Oh yeah, see that's that's what blew it up for a lot of people. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know about the online aspect of Grand Theft Auto. So when I'm over there at her house is I'm just laying on the couch and I'm just like watching her play and I'm like, you're just in a casino playing blackjack? <laughs> 
I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, look, give me that controller. <laughs> when I, and I'm up there sitting at the table. I'm like, oh, shit. It's like I'm back in Vegas. <laughs> I'm sitting there. And, and uh, my sister, my sister uh, went and made some dinner, took a shower. She came back and she was like, oh, oh, Dave, you made me like 20 G's. And she was like, what you doing? I'm like, missing here at the tables playing blackjack. <laughs> it's a strategy to this. <laughs> right, right. And and that's the cool thing I like about Grand Theft Auto. Like, if you want to sit there and just be a little gambler and sit at the tip, you can literally do that. And there's and then when she, I was watching her play online, I'm like, wow, you're interacting with all these different people in this whole open world city. This is crazy, man. I don't think I, I don't think I did all of that. I definitely didn't do all of that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if I'll do that with this new one, but just the fact that it has that ability and with the way the graphics look, like I know I'm gonna have to get on get that on either my Xbox or by a PS5, because the way them graphics look, I know I ain't gonna be able to get that on Switch. Because <laughs> that's my go-to. If, it, if, any, if, if, if something comes on all the systems, I always just get it on the Switch. Because I just like the convenience of the yeah. portable. Because, you know, I, I mostly do my gaming when I'm on a flight. So that's why stuff like Zelda, uh, Mario Brothers Wonder, shit like that is fun to me because I could always take that on the go. You never thought about getting like a Steam Deck or a Rog Ally, one of those? That's too, too advanced for you. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, like basically stream the games. Cause you can, ah, I see you don't. No, oh. see, so a Steam Deck is a is a handheld. The little handheld. Oh, okay. I've they, seen that. Yeah, yeah. But then that's also what you would do, right? Because you have that ability. If you have that you account, you can stream the games. Yeah. You could, but it actually installs on the Stream Deck itself. Oh, okay. Steam Deck, excuse me, itself and plays. Or you can get, but it runs on Linux and like a special overlay of uh, the Steam OS. If you want to get a straight up Windows handheld, that's what the ROG allies where it's just Windows in your hand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I've seen those little handheld things, but I didn't, I didn't. Do much with problem is the battery life on them is trash. Where oh, they, they, they basically like Game Gear. <laughs> Remember Game Gear? That shit would die. Oh, that shit would whoa. die. Like, you'd be like, damn, you six, don't care. Six, six double A batteries gone in four hours. <laughs> Fuck you, give me another one. Six double A, <laughs> man, man. Throwback. Oh, man. Throwback. Hey, well, hey, speaking of throwback, hey, that's a good little segue right there. Man, I was a uh, uh, the other day I was watching that movie Belly and it, and it took me down a rabbit hole where I started watching like old school videos from like the 90s and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy to me how. How important a music video was back in the day compared to today, like I rarely watch a video like they don't mean anything like remember back in the day. It was like you got the big director, like you got the hype Williams, you got the little X. Yeah, you couldn't wait to watch the video. Yeah. And remember, it was like a big deal. Like, remember when the um, the the MJ Janet Jackson's scream video came? Remember, it was like a oh, big remember the, world. Remember the time Michael Jackson, same thing. Remember the time. World? And then I like those videos back in the day because not only were they good, high quality videos, but they fit the mold of the song so perfect so that even today when you hear something, you immediately go back to that video, it like paints the perfect picture. Whereas like these videos today, it's like it, they like cookie cutter. It's like the industry has changed greatly when it comes to music videos. A lot of that comes down to consumption. Now it's all on YouTube, bro. And they expect, man, a lot of times when I watch somebody's video, unless it somehow went viral, that video has been out for months. And I yeah. just didn't even know happened to cross it on YouTube or something. That's what they all at. 
That's the only way to even know. Like you got to follow all your favorite person's socials to even know they got a music video. Then they don't put out that. I mean, like people put out like one music video, maybe two for a whole album. Back when we was coming in, man, half the album had a video for it. Yeah. Had to. That was the way it was. And not only that, but the vid, the contents of the videos themselves was like there's always a story or something that was going on, something trying to be told. Now it's usually like just a bunch of dudes or girls standing around dancing, shaking ass or something. Yeah. It's not really going. Yeah. And even, even the girls back in the day, remember we called them video vixens. Even they had a certain status where it's like, hey, yo, did you see that video? It's got such and such in it. Like, remember, um, P.D. Pablo Freakily, we was all talking about the girl in the blue, Christina, <laughs> yeah. which was Esther Baxter. Yeah. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I miss that. I miss that that power that the videos had, because it wasn't until just recently I went and seen the J. Cole and Drake first person shooter video. Talked about it. Yeah. And, and that was probably I'm not going to lie to you. The only reason I went, because I remember you talked, you touched on it briefly. Pause. And um. <laughs> <laughs> and um it was actually pretty uh it was actually pretty good like it gave me that feeling of back when you do a video that matches the energy of the song and it just it just paints that perfect picture like yeah. a lot of the stuff that drake was doing in that song now it looked better like once with the video like because because you know remember i told you i seen that one clip <laughs> where it was like a little anime where j cole was going off and the oh, producers yeah. watching and then drake's over there i'm about to I'm about to, and he just looked like so stupid. Like, <laughs> so seeing the actual video, it made that part like, it made that part like, you know, coexist with it a whole lot better. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of videos out now that actually have, well, they're like contrasting. So, for instance, everybody loves SZA. SZA got uh, that snooze song out right now. And in the video for that, it makes sense. She in the video with a bunch of dudes. It's like, y'all lovey dovey going from dude to dude. Makes sense. Because that's what the song is kind of about, is relationships, right? Yeah. But then you got somebody like uh, Lucky Day with his video for That's You, I think it's called. That was uh, written by uh, old Bruno Mars. You could tell once you hear it. Yeah. It definitely sound like a, like this was a song that was- Oh, you know, I think I've heard that song. That it sounded like it was supposed to be on Silk Sonic. Yeah, and it, it's, got, it's got that Bruno cadence to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound like it's supposed to be on Silk Sonic and uh, they just gave it to him afterwards yeah. or something like that. Not that he didn't kill it, but this, his video has got some weird like I don't know he was going out meeting chicks bringing them back to the crib then some voodoo chick come and suck the life out of him or something then he dumps the body he's in the bayou and my wife and my daughter tried to tell me what the symbolism of the food I'm just not getting it bro I, I was like the, like the sucking the soul out of a nigga that symbolism it's a chick that's sucking the soul yeah. out of other chicks oh I thought you said in the videos the chick was sucking the soul out of Lucky Day I was like oh I was, I was like no, he's sitting back and kind of like watching it happen it was, oh okay okay I, I misheard you I was like I was like and your wife and daughter was talking about that I'm like I'm like they don't gotta explain that to you you know what that is <laughs> yeah but just music like you said music videos don't have the same and they just don't have the same importance that they do yeah. like I said the landscape has changed completely now yeah. I, I mean a lot of you younger cast y'all just kind of missed out on it like we had 106 in Park you know we had yeah. Rap City uh, all that kind of stuff that have played all the music videos. You just couldn't wait. Like, bro, I remember once um, there's this girl I was talking to yeah. uh, when I was like probably like 16, 17. And uh, I remember because it was the premiere of a uh, Wu-Tang Clan's like ice cream song. <clears throat> yeah. So the video came on 
And this girl, she was like trying to talk to me, but I was not listening, bro. I was not listening. I'm like focused on this video. And she was just like, and she was a bad chick. So she had a kind of an ego. She's like, wow, yeah. if you want to just watch your video and call me later, then you could do that. I was like, <laughs> bet. I, and I yeah. watched the rest of that stuff. But, you know, she still called me back anyway. Of course. Go. Of course. <clears throat> but yeah, that's how important it was. Because, you know, you watching something on YouTube or something now. You watch it later, watch it when you get home, whatever, At right? convenience. But now you miss it, you miss it, and all your friends, and they say, like, hey, yo, you see that blah, blah, blah video next Yeah, year? yeah. Nah, I did. Now you're waiting for them to play it again. Yeah, I'm going to give you the ugly truth. I've never seen that video. What video? The one you just said. You've seen Ice Cream, nigga. You've seen Ice Cream. I've never seen that video. Okay, after this, after this. <laughs> you, you nah, I don't care to see that video That's now. It's been like, what, 30 years ago? The song is still dope, though. And the song is dope. The song is dope. I ain't gonna go out there and say I ain't never heard the song. The song is good. Okay, okay. <laughs> that'd have been crazy. Don't, don't do hey, it. Like hey, what ice cream song you talking about? <laughs> you talking about uh, the row ice cream paint job? No, I'm playing. Um, Bro, you know what music video did it for me? Now, now you're bringing up the old age or the young age. Um, the one that was like mind blowing for me. This is like around the time I think High ninety seven was blowing up because I remember they used to have this little this little ad lib. It was like. It was like a little Chinese Asian dude. He'd be like, Hot 97, Oma the hip hop. Like we used to think that was like hella funny yeah, as kids. Yeah. But the video that did it for me, bro, watching the world premiere of Hit 'em Up, that shit blew my mind as a kid. I was just like, like my jaw was to the floor the entire video. They played that shit in New York. Yeah, it was on the. Yeah, I was in Cali. Yeah, it was on. It was on the whatever the late night video things were oh, back yeah, then. It had to be. I don't know if it was the box or uncut. I don't know what it, it was, was back the then. But that shit came on. They was all in the chairs tied up and it was flames. And he was all in the. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat mother. I was just sitting there like, because I've never heard lyrics like that. Because you got to remember when that came out, I was still a little nigga. So like, yeah, yeah. so imagine me. I'm sitting there like, oh my god. Like by the time the song was over, because remember, we didn't have YouTube to run it back. Mm. So like the song ends and, you know, you're talking amongst you, your peers. I'm just sitting there like somebody's going to die. Like that's that's all I remember leaving that video saying, because I was like, this was the 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 most craziest, all jaw dropping, disrespectful shit I had ever witnessed in my life. Like this was the equivalent of being a solo person walking into a circle of a bunch of niggas that's all from the same gang and you look at all of them and you say, suck my dick. That was the equivalent of that video because that video was played for the entire world. Mm. You basically jumped up on that ledge and you told this dude to suck your dick. That's, that's the, if you're from New York, you know what suck my dick mean. That means you don't give no fucks about the person that you're talking to. Like you ready to just let loose, like it's war. Like that, that's like automatic, like we squaring up. There is no, oh, we cool, we talk about it later. Nah, 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 like, no, yeah. it, it's going down. Like, so those of you that's in New York are from New York, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, now you know what I'm talking about. But At around the same time as when um, that Snoop Dogg and um, that New York, New York video came out where they were stomping on the yeah, and shit. Yeah. And then they were yeah. also in uh, with the Source Awards. It's like, you don't want yeah. to be, Jumping all up in the Oh man, I rem I remember I remember that yeah, too. Was, that I remember watching that. I remember when I seen um that the source of words. That I think that was the first time I realized Biggie was cross-eyed because he always had shades on. So I remember. Okay. 
So I remember, I remember when he came out on stage and accepted his award, I was like, what's up with this nigga's eyes? Like, <laughs> you know, you young, you hella childish. I'm just like, what's wrong with his eyes? Like, and he's like, oh, he's cross-eyed. I'm like, he is? I was like, oh shit, I never knew. Like, cause you always, every video, he's always shade, shade, shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you know why, so. Yeah, I'd be cross-eyed too. Somebody was talking to me crazy like that, like. <laughs> hey, he said he was black and ugly as ever. However. Yeah. <laughs> Stay coogee down to the socks. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, or I guess I was still, still a kid, I thought he meant, I thought he said, I got coochie down to my socks. I was like, that this thing is getting bitches. <laughs> That's another thing. Down to your socks, nigga, damn. Right, right, nah. right. Now, I had a bad habit of that, like, as a kid. Like, I would always hear certain songs and thinking I'm hearing something else. Like, one big one, I forgot who does the song, but it was called uh, Smooth Operator. Shot A, nigga? Okay, there you go. Bro, you... There's, there's some classic shit you're just supposed to know, and that's one of them. But go ahead. Smooth Operator. That is not what I thought she was saying as a kid. That Smooth Operator. What do you think? You know what I heard as a kid? I, I used to just be like... It's going to be good. Uh, it's not good. I promise you. <laughs> I used to think she was going smooth ocarina, smooth, smooth ocarina, ocarina, ocarina. I don't know why I thought that's what she was saying. And remember, this was this was like around the time period everybody was doing that ocarina shit. So maybe that's why it was in my head. But I thought she was saying smooth ocarina. And you know, you know what corrected me? Because this, when I found out what she was actually saying, it was still before the, the blow up of the internet. Mm -hmm. It was, I was watching TV. You remember those old commercials where it'd be like now music and it would show like the, the list of the songs, like oh, yeah. buy this new now CD. Oh, and it had the title. The smooth operator came up and I was like, oh, is that what she's saying? <laughs> it was like big bold letters, smooth operator. <laughs> It, oh, that was when they used to have those compilation albums. Yeah, yeah, the compilation. Oh, my brother, you got to get your own. Like, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Good times, good times, good times. But, uh, yeah, uh, I miss, man, I miss the days of CDs. Now that I think about it, like, I feel like we cherish music more when we had to spend $20 for a CD. <laughs> I definitely was more picky about what I listened to, but what I noticed... Like, I was thinking to myself about this before. I was like, man, how is it that I know all this 90s music fucking word for word, but I'll have listened to an album for three months. Yeah. And then I don't remember none of it later when I moved on to something else. I think I figured it out. Why? It's like you said, we, all we had was this CD. That's it. Yeah. And if you, if you was taking the long bus ride and you had to learn to, like, appreciate that music and listen to it over and over again because mm -hmm. that's all you had. You didn't have the entire music catalog at your fingertips. You're like, eh, I'm not oh, feeling this. And you move on to something else. That's so all you had. All you had was what was in them CDs. You yep. That was yep. it. What you could carry too. And that yeah. was it. And then what was also cool when it finally came around was the CD burning. Oh, yeah. When, oh, you, yeah. when you would have like, that. yeah, when you had like one of those CD players where you could finally play MP3s. Oh. Because then you could take one CD and throw like a hundred songs on there and it felt like the greatest album that you ever had in your possession. Like yeah. you literally got like a hundred <laughs> artists. Like yeah. it was like your prized possession. Like yeah. if the CD got scratched, you'd look at somebody and be all mad. <laughs> yeah, because the CD gets scratched on that shit, the whole thing fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's, this It's one. a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Man, the good old days, the good old days. You know, I remember, I remember one of the first times I hopped in your car as a kid. I remember you had the Red Man Malpractice album on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even know why I had it. 
Because that was definitely, at that point, it was definitely CD time. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember that vividly because I bought the CD. So I remember when I hopped in your car, you probably, you probably had it because the car you had had a tape deck. So obviously ain't no it cars got it. It wasn't the Green Monster, was it? The green one with the rims and that shit? It probably was. Couldn't have been because I had, well, it must have been before I got the stereo system and that. Either that or maybe it was just a car before that. I, well, no, it must have been the. It, yeah, because that's what it must have that. been the six two six. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, because you were in that around the time the the Buster Rhymes Break Your Neck came out. Because I remember we. No, you didn't break your neck at all. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Because <laughs> I remember, I remember when that transmission was slipping. <laughs> I'll never forget. We was, we was listening to Buster Rhymes. It was like. Break your neck, nigga, and all of a sudden the fucking car started. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and that was the real start of AI right there. The car was like, yeah, break your neck, nigga. Yeah, we was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh man. Man. Oh uh, man. Didn't you didn't you like buy that car or like did you have payments like right there by my crib where I stayed? Wasn't it like the little car lot right there? Isn't that where you had Is it on that car? I think that was on my wife's car, but yeah, we did. I remember you had like some payments there because I remember you was like, oh, I got to go over here and make a payment or something. Real yeah, I did. Yeah, I was right next to where you live. Yeah, yeah. Damn, bro. You <laughs> going off on a tangent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, that's what you do when you got chemistry, though. You don't even, <laughs> hey, you don't even need topics. You just, it's like, you know, uh, the, the the good freestylers, they be like, give me a word. And you just go off for a right. long. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. But um, so I was talking with, um, I was talking with a, a homegirl the other day, um, and that's what kind of sparked this uh, somewhat of this topic. But she was telling me how she felt disrespected mm. because a dude invited her on a trip. And I believe they went to, what is that, Mexico? Uh, Cancun? Cancun. Always Cancun. Went, to, went to Cancun. So I don't know if like, I don't know if this dude just got like a lot of money, so he don't got no game. And maybe that was his game, like, yo, let's go on a trip. But what I gathered from it was he's the type of dude that likes to leave with money because the fact that they went on this trip and when she shared this information with me that they have yet to have sex, I was like, wait, I was like, hold up, back up a second. He took you on a date. So are they dating or not? Nah? They, they must be dating. They're dating. What she said? Well, she said they're they're dating. They're they're talking. Uh, but right. but as she went on with the story, she told me that she felt disrespected because I guess he assumed because he took her to Cancun that she was just going to get up on the bed and pop it open for him. Mm. Which. This brings me to my topic of vacations, because that, in my opinion, is a vacation. That's not a date. You can't take somebody out the country. You can't take nobody on no flight without having some sort of boundaries or some understanding in the air, because there's no way. There, listen, there's no way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no way I'm flying a chick anywhere and going on some trip just because. <laughs> Cause that's what he did. That was a just cause. Cause if you took a trip, if you took a chick to Cancun, that looks bad. Cause she's bad. I ain't gonna put her name on blast, but she's bad. And I'm not saying she had to give up the ass, 
All I'm saying is you wouldn't have got to Cancun on my dime unless there was an understanding that we was going to be having some sex. <laughs> and I'm going to be real. I'm the type of nigga where we probably would. I would, I would have had to test drive that before we hopped on the plane. Damn. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, there's no way. Like, yeah. I mean, I know, you, you know, you hooked up like young early, so you probably didn't do anything like that. Like you never, uh -huh. you, you probably never flew nobody out or never got flown out or anything like that. Nah. Yeah. I've only been flown out twice, but. Oh, somebody flew you out, nigga? Yeah. I've you been gave up, You gave up the ass when you went? I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I, did. I, gave, I gave up the dick. I don't want to say gave up the ass. I don't like what I said. Pause. But yeah, um, both times, you know, listen, I'm going a, I'm to a repay, you know. I'm going to repay. I'm going to repay. You know, I'm going to show my worth. <laughs> but here's the thing. If I, you know, if I'm not enjoying myself, then I might become a little female-ish and be like, oh, no, I'm good right now. A little female-ish. You, know, you know how girls would be like, oh, my stomach hurts, or no, I'm good right now. Oh, you know, I'm on the rag. You know, you know all these little excuses they be having. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's if I'm not in the mood. All right. So this, I'll bring up this one in particular one, right? This girl I was dating, she was at this university. Um, it was uh, Nebraska, right? And, um, she was in like sorority and all this stuff. So it was putting all the deets out, huh? I ain't gonna put no names. All right. <laughs> so this was cool for me though, because I had never been that enthralled in that college life like that. Okay. So the fact that when I got out there, like it was dope that she had like all the stuff planned. It was like frat parties. Like, you know, like all the shit we see in these American Pie movies and Euphoria and all that stuff. It was like that. It was, it was like you go into a house. Looks all normal, and all of a sudden you go downstairs, and all of a sudden it's like fuck fest of '99 going on in there. It's like wow. just insane. Bottles everywhere. Probably half of the chicks underage. I don't care. The chick I was with was of age, but it was all kinds of shit going on. And you got to remember, this is also like 20 years ago. So you know, back then nobody cared about anything. Remember, this is back when R. Kelly was pissing on girls. But anyway, um, so anyway, <laughs> we're we're in much more sensitive times today. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fr it's frowned it's frowned upon. All right, dog, you're drowning. Come on. Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault, <laughs> my fault, my fault. So yeah. So anyway, uh, by the end of the trip, I would say the last day, I kind of wanted to just chill, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she got upset with me because I wanted to just chill. She's like, "You're leaving tomorrow. I want I want that dick," and I'm just like. The game is on, you know, watching the game, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, the game is on. I'm like watching basketball. I don't know. I don't even know who was playing. I was like, eh, I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah, you like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was fucking every night. I was there for like maybe three or four nights. So the last, the last day I wanted to just chill. Mm -hmm. And then I got, and then I kind of got to the point where I was just like, I mean, if you want to do something, go ahead. It's right there. Go do you, you know, do, do you boo boo, you know, so. So that she got mad at that because it's like, what the fuck? And I'm and I and I got then I got upset because I'm sitting here like, wait, so what you thought like you you's gonna you gonna fly a ill nigga like me out and I was just gonna be a sex slave? Nigga, stop. No, I'm just being real. Like that's where my mind went. Like because isn't that how a girl's mind would go? Like you can't just fly me out here and just expect me to just bust this open on your command. It's the same thing. I know women don't like to hear it, but it's the same thing. You can't just expect us to, just because we we are horny all the time, 
But at that moment, I was <laughs> drained. I didn't want to do nothing. I wanted drained. to relax. Okay. I had been fucking all weekend. I wanted to just relax. Right. And she and she got and and that's you know, that's the double standard that I hate. Hmm. If a woman doesn't want to do anything, we got to just be like, okay. But then when we don't want to do something, oh, niggas, World War Three. Oh, who you fucking like? Why you don't want this pussy? And it's like oh, you forget the magic one. You must, are you gay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, <laughs> bro. You know how many times I've heard that? Like, don't listen. Don't don't. Don't be out and about in public and a, and you see a girl and don't pay her no mind. Nigga, you gay. Like, you don't see me standing here? Not going to buy me a drink? It's like, bitch, no. Like, I'm not here for you. Like, I'm enjoying myself. I got the ultimate excuse. I'm married. So, yeah. Dad, dad and I'll be like, yeah, man, you know, this is my wife. Oh, your wife. And then they're back to football, usually. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I guess in this scenario, I guess I'm the eligible bachelor. But mm -hmm. still, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, no, like if I want to buy you a drink, let me buy you a drink. Don't just expect it. Just like guys out there. Listen, if you take a girl on a trip, don't just expect some pussy like you got to have a, a conversation. You got to have some boundaries set because, listen, there are a lot of women out there that are just looking for the free ride, the free trip the free meal and there are sucker niggas out there that are going to supply them with that. Talk about it. So <laughs> if you don't want to be that sucker, put the wrapper back on <laughs> and don't be out here looking like a lollipop. Like have a conversation, like let them know, like, look, you know, I like you a lot. You know, whoop de woo. We should go on a little trip. You know, once we get more serious, you know, you can imply there's all kinds of ways you can ask for the pussy without flat out asking for the pussy. Mm. You know, you shouldn't just be like, oh, I like you. Let's go on a trip. But that just that just moves the conversation. So now you're having that same conversation, expecting pussy before you travel instead of after. And she can have the same reaction leading into it. Yeah. Yeah. But that also put, stops you both from being in an awkward position. She not trapped somewhere with you out. Exactly. And exactly. you borrow money. Exactly. Exactly. Well. I mean, like I said, um, so it's okay. It's okay. Listen, ah, and I'll put myself out there. It's okay to fly a chick out because one, you want to see her. And uh, two, you know, it's, it's budget, you know, fly her out 21 days in advance and in the, in the, in the plane ticket should be cheap, you know? Uh, wow. And, but listen, don't do this. I, I hear this so many times, guys, fellas, Kings, mm. stop being dirtbags. If you fly a chick out and you don't get the draws, don't cancel her return trip. That's happened. Let her go home. Yes. Let that let that woman go home. You fucked up. She fucked up. Listen, there's no reason y'all both take an L. Just take the L and move on. Like you don't want that kind of karma on yourself. Now, that's all I'm going to say on the men. Women. Listen. I've always told this to women. If you can't, if you can't do it for yourself, don't expect another nigga to do it. So with that being said, you should not go anywhere outside of where you live if you don't have the funds to get back there. Like me, I'm the type of nigga, I'm not rich, but 
<laughs> if I don't got at least half a tank of gas and $50 in my pocket, I'm not going outside. I mean, that's just a safety thing. Don't go somewhere where you can't get back. That's a safety thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like you got like I'm not moving like how I was as a kid. Like back in the day, it's like you go outside with no money in your pocket, not even worried about what could happen. It's like no money. It's no, like, yo, no nothing. My nigga Dub going to be there. He got me on 20 bucks. Like, no, I'm not moving like that. Like if you got me on 20 bucks, cool. But I'm still going to make sure I got triple A or I got some gas. Like I got to make sure that. If I leave this home, this place of peace, that I can make it back here. Yeah. So I don't understand how women mostly will put themselves in a position that you're <laughs> you're not even in your home state now. Now you're in a whole nother state. That's experience and wisdom. A lot of a lot of things we learn in life because we did some dumb shit. Right. And learn from it. Now though, this person could do some dumb shit and learn from it, but also the other person's putting it all over the internet. So like, oh, and then they extrapolate that to all these bitches out here doing, but really it's just one person did something dumb. Maybe they didn't have a, a parent figure to tell them that's not smart. Or as a parent myself, I yeah. know they just didn't fucking listen to their parents yeah. that went out yeah. there and did it and they had to touch the fire themselves. So same thing with you, brother. I remember you being stranded a couple times, dog. Yeah. But yeah. you had to learn from that shit. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I'm saying, like, and this is what I'm doing. I'm using this as a teaching moment. And I'm not saying with just with a flight. I'm saying with anything. If you go to a party, if you don't got the ability, the capability to take an Uber back home, you probably shouldn't leave because nobody is nobody is required to take care of you but you. As not, a, that's as not how adult. society is set up, though. Society is set up to protect women and children. Yeah, but at, at some point, they got to take accountability. Children, not so much, but women, adults, yes. You got to take accountability. Like, you got to just move smarter. What is what is accountability for you? Accountability is owning your action. That's it? That That's a, that's a, a, a broad stroke of it, yeah. Okay. That's like, like you said, when I was younger, I'd be stranded. I can't get on the phone and be bitching about it. I got to take accountability. I'm stranded out here because I got myself stranded out here. I can't be like, hey, yo, Dub, come get me, man. Oh, you gonna come get me? That's fucked up, bro. Da, da, da. That's not taking accountability. <laughs> like, it's not your job to come get me. Sure, you'll probably be a friend and come bail me out of a situation. You know? I got you. But a lot of this, and I always like to put it all in context. Yeah. The internet is all happening all at once. And everyone's telling their stories all at once, which leads me into something I've always wanted to say to people. Most of us, when it comes into dating or being out in the world in general, like when we was coming up, mm -hmm. the things we got into and the knowledge we got was because we went out there and we did it or someone directly adjacent to us had gotten into something that we learned that way. And maybe, maybe sometimes we listened to an elder when most of the time we didn't, right? We right. Had, like I always say, we had to testify. Um, so we had like a little bit of like wide-eyed naivete when we went out there and did it, which made it fun and adventurous, right? Yeah. These kids go out now and they got the world's experience on their head before they've experienced anything for themselves. A woman go out on a day, she already worried about being raped, being in the alley. This dude, they got, got unresolved trauma. Is he fully healed? Was anybody saying or worried about that when we was going out? Nah. But now they go out and they got the world's trauma happening to them. Not really happening to them, but they're carrying it because the internet's talking about everything. Yeah. So when we say, oh, these girls, they shouldn't be this and they shouldn't be that. I mean, part of it is you got to go out there and live and experience stuff. True, true. But here's the thing. Just like you said, this generation... They have amples and amples amount of 
examples of what to do and what not to do. They got the world at their fingertips. Still got to get out. You still got to get out there. You still got. Yeah, but I mean, you turn on, turn on Law and Order, and in the first five <laughs> minutes, you'll see some shit that you shouldn't do. Don't put yourself in a position. Don't drink and drive and go off the side of the road. Don't decide, hey, it's four in the morning. It's a nice breeze. I'm gonna be a damsel in distress and run through the woods. Like, what are you doing? Bro, I don't know what she's talking about. I'm just talking about, you know, like, girls go jogging and stuff like that. Like, why are you running through I mean, that's Park? TV, man. Nobody really doing that in real life, bro. <laughs> Where do you think them stories come from? There's real people out here just getting murked off off dumb shit. Like, come on. Like, Somebody is jogging at 4 a.m. in the morning in Central Park? The time might not be right, but yes. Okay. Women, women get snatched up on all these little jogging trails all the time. Because what will happen is... A lot of a lot of these girls, they'll do um, they'll be consistent with their scheduling. And all it takes is a little nigga to notice you one time like that's a bad bitch. Let me circle back around this time. Same time next week. But think about what you're saying and what it's like for a woman to live in that world where I have to walk around and be cognizant of all this danger. Yes. Where the, where the person who's committing the danger. Yes. Nobody really telling them or training them to not do that shit. Now, I'm not saying like tra train your boys to not rape. Like people inherently know the raping is right. So it's not something you got to You train being a be father of daughters, I'm sure you've trained them in more than one way of how not to go out there and get raped. You've trained them right. Like to be cautious of this, look out for this. Like as a father, I'm sure you've done that. Actually, no, my wife is the main one who's done that because she's a woman and right. she knows what it's like and what to look out for when you're in a situation. She, right. Okay. So she's talked to them more about that. I talked to them more about general stuff like making smart decisions and paying attention and, to your surroundings. And, 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 yeah. and, that's, and that's what I mean. Ultimately, I mean, in a marriage, yes, you're, you're in the ideal situation where both parents are raising the kids. Mm -hmm. and, but that's what I mean. You know, well, I keep saying this. I just I just don't want to veer into what they call victim blaming, where I understand that everyone believes there's a little bit of responsibility a person is supposed to have. But at the same time, like we talked about in another podcast, mm -hmm. uh, the person committing the crime is the one at fault, not the victim. And then once a person is victimized, there's like nothing you can come back and say, well, maybe I sh shouldn't have provoked a man that was going to beat me. Like, you can't say that he could have just like not did that. So I just want to. Like, let us not be victim blaming here. Oh, I'm like, definitely. I get what I'm, you're saying. I, no, I'm the furthest people. one from that. Listen, everybody said Mike was out here touching kids. You know what I always say? Why the hell you had your kids around Mike? Money, but yeah. Take some accountability, parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. I'm saying how you going to be over here? Mike touched my kid. Where was you? Oh, in the hotel across the street? Yeah. Nigga. As soon as I hear about that shit, I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, then you, and then you... you you hear that and then you bring your kid around again. I'm it, it, like you said, like I would never talking about the mic thing and yeah. we can talk about kind of accountability. I would not let my, we'll say eight year old son go hang out with a grown man. I don't care how that's weird, man. That's weird. But he probably offered him some money. They probably talked about it like we could really use that 20 K. And okay. they off they offered their child up, and okay. then they turn around and blame Mike. And, and, that, and listen, and that's fine. If you want to sell your kid for twenty grand, you want to use that. You want to use that to go get a down payment on the house. But I get and come back and then sue the person. That's then. my thing. That's my thing. I get Legally, it. We, we, we all we all from the hood. Listen, when we was younger, you put twenty grand in front of us. Ain't no telling what kind of decisions we would have made. Sure. But what I'm saying is, don't take that twenty grand. Don't take that money and that fame and that them connections and flights and. Then come back later, touch my kid's booty. Like, no, you you put your kid in a position to get his booty touched. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. But both are true. <laughs> yeah. You 
you shouldn't be leaving your kid with this person, but then he shouldn't be doing that. Oh, absolutely. I'm, so you, I'm saying, you can I'm still saying. come back and say, okay, I may have, you can say, I can't say, oh, well, 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 ignorantly yeah. let, well, let well, my well, child out. To well, let me, let me, let me play devil's advocate real quick. Thank you. Play devil's advocate? <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. For the record, I don't think Mike did any of that shit. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think he did none of this shit. I'm, what I'm saying right now, I'm just talking off of what other people have said. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Only, the only famous kid I know that was around him was Macaulay Culkin, and he always has gone on record and said Mike has never done anything like that to him. So I'm going to take everybody at their word. Now, with that being said, this is the devil's advocate part. Mm -hmm. Now, is Mike wrong for touching that little kid if he paid for that little kid and got consent from the parents? Go. Yes. Why? Because that's wrong. Like I said. What, what makes it wrong? No, I'm just. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm just saying what makes it wrong. I'm an open minded person. And remember, five hundred years I, ago, we were slaves. But I, <laughs> I believe I know that what is considered wrong is different from continent to continent, culture to culture. Absolutely, we'll eat a beef hamburger while someone else is worshiping that cow, right? Absolutely. But the one thing that is universal, as known as evil, is abuse towards children everywhere. There's a f there's few things that the world can agree are bad and evil. So that is one of them. So, so it doesn't matter if he paid and okay. they gave. All right. Cent. I like that. It's, I like I like that word abuse. Mm -hmm. You're going to have some fun with this. Oh, God. So it's universally bad for abuse. Right. But like I just said, 500 years ago, we was getting our ass whipped. Right. By slave masters. You fast forward in our generation. I vividly remember getting my ass whipped with irons, belts, going outside, having a Peel, peel my own weapon off the tree, getting the switch with the most thorns. Yeah. Would that fall underneath abuse? Right. It's, it's, yes. It's abuse, right? Okay. So now let's go back to Mike. Now let's say I'm this multimillionaire. And listen, when you, I'm not in that position, but I hear once you get into that position of the elite, you get bored and you look for things that are entertaining because once you, reach so much of a vast fortune. I mean, the guy built his own amusement park. <laughs> so that right there tells you he was just bored. So let's say, let's say he got his rocks off by watching little kids, little eight-year-old boys or girls or whatever, just dance on his bed to his videos. Now let's say he's not touching them, but he just likes to see that, right? Let the parents know what's going on, put money in their pocket, Make sure that they're good. House is paid for. I just want to sit here and watch your kid dance around to beat it. Is he naked? Sure. Let's say he's naked. Or let's cross the line. And and what and why did that cross the line? Because you got consent from the parent. You got let you got consent from the parent to have the person beat the kid be naked. Yeah. Yes, that's the abuse. Abuse by the parents. Abuse by Mike. Okay. The child is the unwitting victim in this. If you're saying that Mike just liked to watch kids dance to his music videos, period. No, no. Regular that, clothes on. For the record, that's a hypothetical scenario. I get it. Oh, okay, okay. We know we still in hypothetical. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And he just liked to watch kids dance to his music. And it's just regular clothes. Kids just joyfully dancing around. Mm -hmm. And he got joy out of that. And then he paid somebody for it, which is only weird because he could probably get that without have to actually pay for it. But um, I would say that that doesn't cross into abuse because no one's being exploited or anything here. Okay. It'd be the same as paying uh, people to choreograph a dance. 
Okay. Just, just unchoreographed. But once you make somebody uh, strip down nude and it turns sexual, now it's abuse. And the kid's going to be uncomfortable now, doing that. And this is an abuse because of the kid's age? Yes. So what, what, what in your mind, what would be the right age for a transaction like that? When a person is an adult and legally able to make their own decisions, then it is not and legal. What, and what would that age be for you? Because they say we can't drink till we're 21, but we can go overseas and get shot at 18. So you tell me. I'm going to say 18. So 18 is when you're an adult in your moral world. Uh, no. And, and you're, not, um, you're not like developed enough to make, but legally speaking. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just for all intents and purposes. Because now 18 is the but also at 18, besides the alcohol thing, a person has uh, power over themselves in the in the eyes of the law and everything. So okay. they can make that decision for themselves. OK. So so but but I, I just want to. So what are you getting at? I'm what getting at it right now. So with 18, right? Uh huh. OK. So. Because that's the legal age. Right. So in these states, for example, where you can get married at 14 and get a wife and get her pregnant and all that. That was the legal age, right? So some would say 14, depending on where you are, because like your original example, depending on where you at. Nasty territory. I am getting in some nasty territory and it's only going to get nasty, but nastier. But listen, so now at the age of 14, if that's legal, right? In some states and whatnot, depending on who you're asking, it's legal, right? Mm -hmm. So now... Let's take this off a of mic now and let's go to Robert. Oh, the girl. Kelly? Art. Yes. Uh, okay. Miss, Mr. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mr. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch this guy. That woman or that girl, depending on who you ask, was 14, they say. Mm-hmm. Why is he in hot water because of that? A, because it's not legal. B, there's a power dynamic is really the biggest thing there. Okay. So... He has power and influence that she simply does not have. He can make her life hell and ruin her. He just has cachet, if you will, as a person that he doesn't. So he can, if she doesn't, so he can use that to influence not only her, we, that's what he did, yep. not only her, but the people around her, her family, the, all the other orders. That, that's the, that's the, that's the important part, because my next question to you was going to be, could your daughter at the age of 14 be sneaking off with R. Kelly or any artist without you knowing about it? Without me knowing about it? Yeah. I mean, you said it's without me knowing about it. Yeah, it could happen. But I don't know. How I mean, know about it? frequently, like how this was happening frequently. at the age of 14. Oh, nah. That's what I'm saying. At the age of 14. At 14, you know, kids, my kids, most of the time. At they, 14, you're they picking them up from, from school. Yeah, they, you, you know the schedule. Like, yeah. Unless you just got kids who run the stream, period, and that. Them being gone for hours over the weekend. Nah, is that's normal. that's our generation. Yeah. These kids ain't outside no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but so, this was during that time though, when it, that stuff was messed. It was like this is true. 90s, this is true. But but you know, going back to that example, those parents. For me, it's once you find out. I'm not gonna blame the parents for not knowing. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. People have to work. You blame the parents for all kinds of. Do stuff. you blame the Do you blame the parents for spending the block? We're going back. Yeah. Yes. Once you knew that your child was being abused and taking advantage of Yeah, and then he just waves these Benjamins in your yeah, face and, you, up and you, you turn a blind eye. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're, they are. They're just as guilty. And again, the girl is a victim not only by R. Kelly and the system that enabled R. Kelly, yeah. but by even their own parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't like to use in these examples the children because I'll always say that the children are the victim because they don't know any better. They're young. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. 
Listen, if I was if I was if I was four, listen, if I was 14 and I had this bad 30 year old woman sucking me off, first of all, nobody's ever going to know about it. I don't know about that. No, because I wouldn't I wouldn't tell a soul. <laughs> well, you're, you're 13, 14. You're not as smart as you think you are. No, I'm and telling you right adult, now. And the adults as, figure as out. horny as I was, I wouldn't tell nobody. I know you wouldn't <laughs> tell nobody, but. At four, 13, 14 years old, you're not as smart and as sneaky as you think you are. Oh, no. Ain't nothing new under the oh, sun. No, And your no. parents would be would figure out something's off. Maybe not know exactly what. Listen, they figure out I, definitely, I definitely slipped up plenty of times as a kid, you know? Yeah. I, but the thing about what's weird is when you talk about this with men all the time, it's weird. Women, it's very cut and dry. And I think I know why, because most of the time women know what kind of maturity and what kind of exploitation they were capable of getting victimized with at a certain age and range. Yeah. Where men oftentimes have, you know, by the way we look at women, we'll think, okay, well, this 14-year-old is, you know, five foot ten, heavy, uh-huh. heavy up top and on the bottom, curvy. We think, okay, woman. But that's not true. Just her body grew up, but her mind is still young. Right. And that's but men are lustful in the way we look at it. So we are tend to to tint that to be like, look at her, she grown, she acting grown, therefore she grown. But women know better because they they've been in that body right. the oldest life. Right. So you're always gonna get this when the discourse comes, the men are always gonna be like, well, she knew what she was doing. And the girls are gonna be like, no, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, that's enough of that talk. <laughs> uh, it started. It started to enter a weird zone. I was wondering where you was going, but bro. You but but, but but it's listen. It's a discussion that needed to happen. You know, it's got to be out there for the people. You know, Ooh. because you know, it's a lot of things going on out in the world, and nobody's talking about it. Uh, all right, let's switch to something else. Something that I've been wanting to talk about. So. All right, what you got? So we getting old now. I do say we breath. Still got my hairline. You ain't still out here, boy. You know? yeah, I used to have braids like you, but it'll yeah. catch up with you, dog. Yeah. It'll yeah. catch up with you. Still here for now. Or maybe it won't. Maybe your things just turn gray and you get that cool. No, so also my flaw is I got the hair. I got the hairline. I just can't go a beard. <laughs> that's that's my, my flaw. Mine is, <laughs> is unrained. Yeah. But uh, at our age, we have to take better care of ourselves as far as like health and stuff goes. Yeah. So hey, as a single person, what do you do? to take care of yourself both physically and mentally? Do you do nothing or do you do actually have some things you like to do to keep yourself, I don't know, in shape? The childish me, when you said that, I wanted to be like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Nothing, get it? But anyway. (laughs) But um, no, um, what I do in my uh, older age now, now I'm at that senior age getting there, I like to do things like besides the obviously, uh, you know, physicals and doctor appointments for like, you know, and dentist appointments, you know, th- I mean, that's stuff we've been doing since kids. Um, but, yeah, I like to I like to be more conscious about like what I'm eating now, because I do realize that food, drinks, like stuff I put in my body. It don't hit the same as that as that iron <laughs> teenage body, you know. Like almost immediate, you know. Now, huh? yeah, yeah, like 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 some of them stories from twenty years ago. We down drinks like all day, eat carne asada burritos, and next day feel like champions. Mm-hmm. If I lived like that today, I would not get out of bed. Like <laughs> I would feel like I'm about to die. So yeah, so today I try to I try to stay active. You know, um, I try to do like little walks. I try to go to the gym. I still try to uh, actively play basketball when I go to 24-hour fitness, stuff like that, because I'm just trying to be more 
active while I can be, because I hear basically what the old heads tell me is if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So, sure. so even my jumping, my running, I try to still stay active with it. So that way I can still do it when the time comes, you know, and then it also helps in the bedroom. But <laughs> um, uh, one of the things that I do want to get done uh, before I turn 41, cause I just turned 40 this year. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it, but I do like to live. You so me? what is it? I'm not looking forward to it, but I got to get up on the table, toot that thing up and let them go up in my booty. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I got a colonoscopy story for you. Oh, my goodness. Let's hear this shit. No pun intended. <clears throat> so this wasn't that long ago, maybe 10 years ago. I had like this like dull burning pain in my like lower left abdomen here. And I just kind of ignored it. OK. But every time I ate something, especially something spicy, it would like really flare up. Okay. So I go to the doctor. Doctor says, uh, you got polyps on your intestine. Polyps. He's like, yeah, he explained what they were. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, go in there, you scrape them out. It's an easy procedure. I was like, okay, bet. I don't like the word scrape. <laughs> go in there and scraping a sensitive area. So we set the appointment. Uh-huh. And he gives me this powder. It's in two, like, like two container powder. And mm -hmm. he's like, you want to, A, stay at home and don't go nowhere all day for this and B, drink it with some Gatorade or something to help it go down easier. I was like, okay, doc. Now, dude, during this time, as well, I was running a business, I was super busy. I just, I don't know, man. I just felt like I just wasn't listening to what he was saying. Like, he was saying stuff. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I wasn't paying attention. See where this is going. <laughs> so I get up in the morning, one Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it was a Saturday morning. And I start drinking this thing, dude. Oh, my God. My stomach went crazy, bro. Yeah. Everything came out. Oh, yeah. And then once everything stopped coming out, more just started coming yep. out. Basically, yep. just basically just pissing out your ass. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh, God, have mercy on me. Yeah. That's not the end of it. Yeah. The next day, um, they told me I was going to get a colonoscopy, right? Yeah. My dumb ass didn't even think about what it was, look it up or anything. Well, okay, bet, you know, yeah. medical procedure, whatever. Right? Okay. okay. It'll be, he, the doctor made it so like it'd be all easy. And he's like, you got any questions? Like, no, nah, I'm good. I got it. And the I should have got the hint by the surprise on his face that I wasn't tripping. Yeah. But he was like, you know, really? You have no problems or nothing? No, I'm good, doc. He's like, okay, well, see you tomorrow. Like, yeah. he pointed like yeah. that, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm being here, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... After the cleansing, right? Uh -huh. After the cleansing is what I like to call it. I go into the, go into the doctor and uh, they get me ready. So, you know, put the little paper paper thing on, right? And yeah. I go into this room, doctor talking to me about something. Again, bro, I don't know what I was doing. I just wasn't paying. I was thinking about work. I was looking at my phone. I just wasn't paying attention. So I roll over on my stomach and I look over to the first, like all this first. So what happened first was he gave me the just drink to like knock me out or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. So as this drink is kicking in, this is what happens, bro. I look over at the monitor and I notice the monitor, like it's like a little camera that's like looking at my foot. Yeah. So I look down at my foot and I see this rod and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then... I don't know why they did this. In the room next to me, the door is open. Yeah. And let me move this mic so I can show you. There's a doctor with his yeah. arm up on another guy's ass like this. Yeah. Literally like just doing this, looking up at the camera. Yeah. And now I realize what's happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm out. Yeah. Passed out. Gone. I wake up. Sitting up, half dressed. The nurse like, Mr. War. 
Mr. Ward. Yeah. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. It's like, your wife is here to pick you up. I'm fully dressed, bro. I don't even know. Like, I just don't have my shirt on. I'm like, what the fuck? And I come out there and it took a minute for me to realize it. And then once I walk, was walking out, yeah. my wife came out and pulled up to get me. Yeah. And I sat in the car and I felt that little, when I sat down, yeah. I like, oh, yeah. like bad. So bro, colon, I, I don't know. I think it's a little different now because that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, bro, it was a pro right up the butthole. And I yeah. didn't realize what the fuck was happening yeah. until right before it was happening. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're, you're starting to fade out and you just see a doctor with his arm up on some dude's ass like this and just yeah. doing that. Yeah, because like, now the fear just kicked in like, oh, wait, he's about to do that to me. Yeah, and, and then and then life is fading just as you know it. Now I'm waking up in the camp protest. Is that the only time you got that done? Yeah, bro. I'm trying to oh, well, well, at least that's good. At least you don't, you know, remember when you got a... Yeah, a doctor brought it up to me when I... Because I do the same thing yearly checkup like you. Yeah. And uh, they brought it up. Like, hey, I see you got a cold. That's going to be about 10, 12 years ago. You should get this done every few years. I'm like, I'm good. I don't got no pain. I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get one done again. So, yeah, okay. But I'm good right now. And, and the only reason I even... Because I feel fine. But the only reason I want to get it done is because, you know, we lost, you know, Chadwick Boseman colon cancer oh, yeah. so you know and from what i've done in the research had he you know the thing is he he got it in his 30s but basically it's one of those things where had he went early on it could have caught it they could have caught it and he'd still be here today so it's like it's like damn it's like it's like i felt obligated once i read that because then it's like okay well we know this guy died when he was like 41 42 mm -hmm. here i am 40 now the recommended age is once you hit 40. So it's yeah. like, all right, I can't. But it's normal, man. When you're young, you feel invincible. And you're like, man, I don't need to go to the doctor, get looked at every year. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even worried about it. It's only it's only one part, one type of people that do that. And that's black men. <laughs> that's black men. It's, for the, it's all of us. From that's life. black men for the most part. We, we we take our we take our lumps and keep them up. I ain't going to no hospital. I ain't going to no clinic. Yeah, I, I've known plenty of others that done that too. Yeah. That'd be like, I'm not going. Usually, true, most of the time it'd be out of fear. Yeah. But for us, it's true. We just like, I'm good. It's like, but you can't even straighten out your arm. I'll right, sleep on it. It'll be all right. Yeah. Also, too, them doctor bills. <laughs> doctor bills. You ever got, I'm sure you got to check when they see you the little, the bill in the mail. Or listen, I'm already, listen, I'm already upset. Like when I go to get my physical, because you know, when you, you know, it's nice to just know things. Mm -hmm. So when I get my physical and I'm sitting here like, and I still get like a tab, I'm like, the fuck am I paying insurance for? Like, <laughs> like y'all don't even cover this. I'm like, damn Lord, <sighs> forgive me if I get shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I got to spend 300 something dollars every time I get a damn physical. Like, and that's with the discount. <laughs> what about your mental health? Um, that's, that's a new buzzword right now anyway. Yeah, well, you know, we grew up in an era where, you know, we didn't have mental health. We didn't have mental health awareness. If you if you if if you had something that was wrong with you, they would just say, quit acting like a little bitch. Or he crazy or he special. Or, or he crazy. He's, yeah. You wouldn't get no help for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, it's like either you crazy or you a bitch. Which one is it? You crazy or you a bitch? Oh, you ain't a bitch, so you crazy, you know. And unfortunately, that's the toxic environment we grew up in. Um, I would say today though. This, this right here, podcasting, this is, this is, this is a form of my mental health. That's mm -hmm. one. And then I have a handful of, you know, close individuals that I keep close to the chest that I, you know, like yourself and others that I, 
I talk with you guys about certain things. That's how I get my rocks off. You know, like you're the type of individual. So you're not going to pause that one. There's other shit you'd be pausing. What? Get you my just rocks said off? to me that that's how I get my rocks off. Now you see this guy thinking about gay stuff. <laughs> talking about pause. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, pause. Um, <laughs> so no, um, what I was saying was, um, yeah, so like I have, you know, there's things that I'll, I'll throw the names out there. Uh, there's things I'll talk to you about. There's things I'll talk to Jay about. There's things I'll talk to Dana about. There's things I'll talk to Coco about. There's things I'll talk to Alan about. Like I have a circle of close people that I have different issues in my own life that I can project to them and look for answers and you guys give it back to me. So that that's what works for me. Now, if I didn't have that, then yeah, I'd probably go find some stranger and go do some therapy. But I feel good because I have you guys that I can reach out to about certain things. And once I once I have those talks, because I'm I'm at the point now with my age, I don't mind being vulnerable to my close people. I'm not just vulnerable to strangers because, yeah. you know, we also grew up in the era of ain't no snitching. You know, it feels too much like snitching. I ain't gonna yeah. tell you my whole life. Nick, I don't know you. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I uh pause, get my rocks off in that regard. <laughs> okay. Man, you know what? Starting with the the physical health thing, uh I don't think I ever would have really gotten into it if it wasn't for my wife. And my stuff is more um just making sure I get my checkups, taking any medications if I get any yeah. things of that nature. But as far as like like physical stuff, like working out, like, bro, I'm going to blame that on my wife that I don't do it enough. You know why I'm going to blame it on her? Why is that? Because she always telling me I'm fine and sexy and shit. She always clawing all up on me, telling me I look good and all of that. It doesn't inspire me but, to want to like lose it because she's like, you look good, babe. I love you. And like, so I could chill and eat burgers and do nothing. And like, it'll, it'll be good. Like I have to really just want to do it for myself. So I do like get into a certain range where it's more like I work out for like actual health and yeah. not for aesthetics. So I get my cardio going. I try to eat a little better. We do it together. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really do it for the aesthetics of trying to be like swole or nothing like that because, yeah. you know, for real, like for real, my, my wife's good. I, sometimes I'm like, I wish you would tell me you was fat and you would, that uh, you're not attracted to me no more that I hit the gym harder. She'd be like, never that. So I blame her for well, being up. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shoot your wife some bill. I mean, in, no, in that regard, I mean. I mean, I blame her. Blame no, her no, like no, some bad what, What's the phrase? They say beauty is an eye of the beholder or whatever that cheesy shit is. Mm -hmm. But I believe it in a sense of you're not just uh, fine and handsome to her just on the outside, but also on the inside because you're a oh, thorough individual. <laughs> so let's say on the outside, not that I'm rating you, but let's say that you're like a seven, right? Because of who you are inside, mm -hmm. it probably translates to a dime to her, you know, because you're not her first man. I'm sure she's dated other individuals. I'm sure she's seen what's out there mm -hmm. and you <laughs> you're at the top of the pedestal. So <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's what happens also with guys. Like when we look at a certain woman, it's like, yeah, we might see somebody that looks better than our woman, mm -hmm. but that's just on the physical. You might whatever they got on the inside ain't holding a, a candle to your girl or to your wife. Yeah. And, about that. and that's what, and that's what supersedes everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. You know? And as far as my mental health goes, like, see, this is the weird shit about this. That's going to be different than you. Okay. Uh, 
I am the guy that almost everybody I know comes to for advice and stuff to talk about things. My wife says it all the time. People call me randomly all the time from yeah. old coworkers to longtime friends or whatever. Yeah. Call me and talk to me for advice, lay something on me. When I get a new job, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just the way I talk to people. Like people will start kind of just asking me stuff and really get my advice. And then, so I'm always giving advice and taking on like people's I wouldn't say I'm taking on stress because I don't, I don't, I guess I'm mentally strong enough. Yeah. I don't take on the worry of it. Yeah. But for me, do I have anybody that I do that for? I'm actually really good at compartmentalizing and rationalizing stuff. But I think doing that like deprives me of sleep sometimes. Yeah. I guess I've, uh, because I can, I I can literally think about things while I'm sleeping, which Mm -hmm. will hurt my sleep. Or, you know, I'm at work, I'm, daydreaming, but I'm working out something in my head or something like that. I do that kind of thing a lot. If there was one person I would say, it'd probably be my older brother. I definitely called him and talked to him about stuff when I was having a hard time with certain issues. And same thing, he calls me and talks to me about stuff uh, going on with him as well. But I don't really have like a circle of people, but I don't really, I think that's because I don't really need one. Yeah. And And I have my wife, like for real, like I bounce a lot of stuff. It's your best friend. You know, it's funny about that statement mm-hmm. is that for years I argued with my wife that she was not my best friend. Yeah. Because in my mind, because, again, I'm a person who needs to put things in compartments. That's how I keep it all from making me crazy. Yeah. Things, one thing has to be here, here. And here. Yep. Yep. So for a best friend occupied a certain space for me at that time in my life and a wife occupied another space. Mm-hmm. So she to me. She could not be my best friend, right? Because in your eyes, she was over here in the wife compartment. Yeah. But over the years, it's like bled into it, especially as you as you have less and less friends you hang out with yeah. as you get older and stuff too. So I, I I think I've conceded to her, and that wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah. Okay, okay. I yeah. guess you're my I mean, best friend. I mean, because that's I mean, that's what a real a real relationship is all about. You don't want somebody that you just that they just there as a vessel to have sex with. You want somebody that you can have a conversation with. You want somebody that you can build with, grow with, learn from. Like, you want a true partner. And what's the extension of partner? Friend. And that's your best partner. That's your best friend. Eh, I guess I agree with you. Not the partner part. <laughs> I mean, but it is a when partnership. When I mean partners is when you think, like, when you think in business, your partner could be a partner, but not your but, friend. But. but at the end of the day, relationship, marriage, that is all a business. How you how you telling me about marriage? I'm Preach just tell, brother. I'm telling you, it, it's a business because <laughs> what'll happen? What'll happen? What'll happen with any business if you don't work hard on it? It'll fail for sure. <laughs> it's the same thing for sure. And you you've turned you've turned uh, the beginnings of your pick a deal relationship into a Walmart. They're not going to get that joke, dog. It's okay. <laughs> Those that know it get the joke. <laughs> but you turned it from a little mom and pop shop to this franchise business because you've been on top of your stuff. Mostly. <laughs> but and that's what that's what we're here for. You, you got, I'm like, you guys are still here, so you're doing something right. It's, it's going to be some wrongs. I mean, just like with a business, are you going to take some returns? You're going to take a couple losses in inventory? Obviously. But overall, we up. But overall, you up. Yeah. The business is running smooth. <laughs> you hear that, babe? We up. We up, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's um, and I think that's also probably why you don't really need to talk to anybody about your issues, because you just said so many people call you about their issues. 
that you already have the conversations in your head now. So when you do come across something that you would probably have to talk to somebody about, somebody's probably already brought that to your front door and you hashed it out. So now you're sitting there thinking like, okay, uh, okay, I could do this. Boom, you already got the answers right there because everybody going to see you. You Google. Yeah, most people that do, though, I will say most people that do come to me for advice are people that are a good deal younger than me. Well, at least five years or more younger than me. They see me. um, It's funny because I don't see myself as like this great success. But other people looking out like, man, you you know, you got the house, the marriage, the car, all this stuff. You got the kids. You, you got the dream. I was say you got the you got the typical American dream. You got to remember where we came from, bro. I, think, oh, I remember. I, I think sometimes I think sometimes you've been gone too long, so you forget. Oh no, nah, I remember. Come on, bro. Like like you like we said, the six two six. Like come on, the, the humble beginnings, staying yeah. staying with your uh, your in laws. Come on, you came a long way, bro. You got yeah. your own house. You started your own businesses. You know, some have failed, some have succeeded, but, you know, it's all a learn. It's all it's all a learning process. So now when you start the next thing, you know how to handle it. And you're doing things still better. More to go. You still it's still more to go. You ambitious. You know, you, you're not settling for just like, you know, the basic kind of lifestyle. You you always trying to keep elevating. OK, D money coming through with the pep talk, baby. <laughs> I love that. Okay. No, but I'm just being real. Like, you know, you're doing all that. You know, you got the you got the kids, you got the wife like, bro, like. You living, you living. I know that. You know, and and you know when I see situations like that, like me, that's that's my biggest. That that's that's what that's what makes me happy is when I when I see others that I that I love and care for, like striving for greatness. I love it. I love it when I see how good Dana's doing. When I see how good you're doing. I see how good Jay's doing. Like I love it. You know, it's just like, you know, not too long ago, uh, my boy Allen. You know. Uh, he wasn't doing the greatest, you know, but I put him on to the kind of work that I was doing. He went out to New Hampshire for a couple of years, got his stuff together. Now he's out here. He's in a management position now. And, you know, and it's all stuff that he you bounce know, back. OK, he bounced back, you know, and I like to see that, you know, because 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 I'm not look, I'm not happy if 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 all my niggas not eating then I, I feel like I'm not eating because I want all my niggas to be doing good. Yeah, I can't feel that way no more. I got to make sure my my family is doing. Absolutely. You got to make sure the nest is good, yeah. you know, but at the same time, if you're seeing I'm down bad. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to try and ex- at least extend an olive branch. And then that's on me to accept it. Like if I'm not trying to better myself, then, you know, obviously you got to clip that olive branch so the tree can grow better. You know, you got to. Yeah. You got to be cool for a long ass time, bro. I, w- I would never be worried. That right. you're not gonna hustle if I gave you opportunity. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah. But I'm what I'm saying is if if let's say over the years I've changed and now I'm not this individual that you remember, like I just unmotivated, I'm just bringing you down, you know, you're gonna have to just distance yourself. If you're trying to help this person and they're not trying to help themselves, it's only but so much you can do. I'd be like, damn, nigga. And SD, you was the man, nigga. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> See, corny jokes ain't dumb and just from you, nigga. I can do that shit too. Got the sickest vendetta when it come to the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny though. Um, but yeah, so yeah, as far as that goes, 
Yeah, man. I, I like I like to see it. I like to see and hear everybody going good because you know we we we've lost soldiers along the way. You know, we lost friends along the way. Some niggas just disappeared. Like we don't even know what happened to them. Yeah, and some niggas and some niggas disappeared, but I've seen them from afar and they're doing good. They just had to remove themselves from the situation, and I and I like that. You know, like uh, shout out to my boy Adam. I haven't seen Adam since he left uh, San Diego. I don't know if you remember. He used to drive like a little Toyota Tercel, and he had the arcade machines in his room. Probably. Probably. Say him. He was always, uh, he was like a, he looked like kind of like an Indian dude. He had like green eyes or something like that. I can't remember what his eyes looked. He had like exotic eyes. But he was, uh, he was like around that. Well, you know, you might have just missed him actually. Maybe he might have left like right when you came in the picture. I can't remember. But anyway, I haven't seen him since we had a conversation when he was leaving San Diego. And it was like, it's it's a conversation that I kind of go back to sometimes in my mind. It was like, it was like he realized early on that like nothing from this life that he's living right now, nothing good is going to come from this. He needs to remove himself from the hood and go do something and and live a life. And he just came to me one day and he was just like, yeah, bro. He's like, I'm leaving San Diego. I forgot where he said he was going, but it was like a whole nother country. Like he was like, I'm going to a whole nother country, going to go to school, do this other stuff. And he was like, we had like a man to man talk. We sat down um, and he was just like, you know, this might be the last time we see each other. And lo and behold, this still is the last time that I've seen him. We are friends on Facebook, so I'm able to, um, you know, keep, you know, I don't sound like a fed or anything, but I can keep tabs on him. I got you. And um, yeah, he's living a great life. He's got his wife, he's got his daughters and everything. And we don't we don't talk like we used to, obviously, because, you know, one, I'm a different person today. He's a different person. Mm -hmm. But I hang on to that nugget of seeing that he had that realization early on, like, yo, I got to get serious. I got to buckle down because you know, the way he was living, like he was a hothead. He always carried a gun with him. Like he was like the type where, you know, you say some the wrong shit to him. Like I remember he was overprotective of his sisters. Like, and you know me, I'm a little jokester. I'd be like, damn, man, your sister looking kind of good. He's like, fuck you said. Like, I'm like, hey, bro, just chill. Like, just saying your sister. Yeah, I don't good. remember this, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm chill. I'm like, your sister look good. That's all I'm saying. And like, hey, I won't bring it up no more. Dang, you know, she ain't my type. I'm just giving you a compliment. He's like, just leave my sister name out your mouth. Like it was like it was like we were boys in high school. And as soon as I said that, it was like the switch flipped. It was like, nigga, who is you talking to? You know. Mm -hmm. So he's that type of individual. Well, he was that type of individual back then. And he had the common sense to, and I'm sure some of it might have been pressure from like his sisters or his mom and whatnot, but the fact that he followed through with that and he's living a, a great life, you know, a far away from, you know, the hood. I love that. I love that for him. I love, I love to see that. No. Yeah. Well, men out there, y'all make sure you take care of your health, your physical and mental health, especially as y'all get older. You know what I'm saying? We, that's something we all will often neglect. Um, even in my case, I have a cheerleader and my wife to help me do that kind of stuff for all y'all single cats out there. It's definitely something you need to keep up with because it will catch up with you. You will not be young and strong forever. I promise you that. Yeah. Go see the doctor and toot that thing up. Pause. Wow. I don't know.
Bro. What? See, now you you about to make me join this damn pause. You, <laughs> <laughs> you be saying. Is that not what you're doing? You're getting yourself in position for them to come put something in your ass, right? I'm just saying. Okay. To okay. that thing up, make it comfortable for yourself. I mean, okay. however that is. I don't know if there's a, hopefully if there's a new procedure, maybe you can do that shit without shoving a camera up your ass now. I don't know. Let me ask you a personal question. Oh, God, nigga, what? Have you ever um, had your ass eaten? No. Okay. I've had it once. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Woo! Black-owned businesses. Oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot to say about this. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to go all the way in. Okay. But it's been something I've been saying. Oh, nigga. <laughs> it's something I've been talking about with my wife and others for years, even before this new thing with the Keith Lee reviews and all that. You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't he like a fighter or something like that? Before? Yeah, he was an MMA fighter before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he got into, I don't know how he turned into a food critic, but yeah. he did it. You shit on my restaurant. I'm going to go review some of your old fights and you getting your ass with me. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and uh, from being a black business owner myself and then dealing with other businesses, it's like, it is, it is, an unspoken thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about, but it's true. Like customer service most of the time is very terrible at a black owned business, especially restaurants, but even general black owned business. Most of the time, obviously nothing is universal, but I think I have sort of a theory on why that is. Oh, this is good. This is good. Cameron, you rolling? <laughs> rolling? All right. I think for black people, as black people, there was a time in our lives from uh, our parents' time or even before maybe their parents, our grandparents, where uh, jobs of service and servitude is all we can get as black people. And we had to basically eat shit to keep those jobs. Now, the current generation, our generation, maybe even our parents, we didn't really have to deal with it like that, but we heard about it at length. We've seen it in all the movies and all the TV shows where you know, there's some black lady taking care of this white people's family or a uh, black man having to serve at a restaurant or something, have to enter through a different door, all of that stuff. So our generation is like, fuck that. We not dealing with that shit. Couldn't have been me because I'd have tripped out back then. Right. Right. We're taking that same attitude. Not only do we do bring that into the workplace, because I noticed too, the worst attitudes when people have a bad attitude at work is almost always somebody black. Yeah. But we take that, that ain't nobody going to tell me what to do and fuck all that shit. And we bring it either to our job or worse to our business. Because now it's my business. I really don't got to do nothing. I ain't going to deal with no customers. I ain't mm -hmm. going to you talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. Not understanding it's a, it's a customer service thing that you have to do. And if you're not in the customer service business, then you shouldn't have that business. But I think that's where it comes from. I really think that for us as black people, we came from a time. And now for us, it's two or three times removed, so it kind of don't make sense now, but that's they talk about generational trauma or whatever. We feel like we are not going to be stepped on or shit on by anybody, customers or otherwise. And that leaks into our business dealings where now if a customer comes in angry, we're not going to cow down to that person and say, oh, anything you want, I'm so sorry. Please accept this apology and keep you know, patronizing my business. They will get the fuck out if you don't like this. <laughs> or I'm going to make you wait. Or we don't take um, 
you know, we don't take uh, to-go orders after three o'clock or whatever the hell. Right. We can do whatever we want. And one of the biggest ones I saw was I'm in 2020 when the, the uh, epidemic like really hit. Mm-hmm. Black businesses like took off. In Dallas, there was like a DFW, Black-owned business, Black-owned restaurant thing that just blew the hell up. There was even like an interactive map that had a map where all the Black-owned businesses were. And me, like everybody else, was trust. So shit, now I don't actually know where these black businesses are. Yeah. I'm going to try to patronize them. Yeah. And through this, a lot of them blew up, but some of them blew themselves up because yeah. they got a bunch of customers and they really showed their ass. It wasn't ready. It wasn't yeah. ready. They really showed their ass. It's like, hey, I, I'll come to your restaurant and wait an hour, right? But you at least give me some good service and be nice and thank me for waiting that time to, to spend my money with you. Yeah. Don't tell me uh, what you want. Yep. <laughs> Because oh, they say, oh, well, he's tired. He's been here all day. This is the nature of the business, bro. And no one cares. And you always hear these people argue, say, oh, well, you don't get, you don't care about that service when it's at a Chinese restaurant or a McDonald's. Let me refute that argument right now. First of all, we already know Chinese people or Asian people, Japanese people, but it's usually Vietnamese, in my experience, of the older generation, not so much the younger ones. Yeah. They don't fuck with us. No. But they will most definitely take our money. Yeah, take the money all day. And when you go into a, uh, one of those restaurants, you don't necessarily get bad service. You just don't get no service. Yeah. They're not rude to you, but they're not nice. Yeah. Like, that's what you really get when you go in there. I could take that. You know what I'm saying? And you still at least say thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Maybe. As long, as long as the price is right and the food come out good, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And at McDonald's, who who talking about customer service and stuff at McDonald's? Nobody give a damn about that. I think why black people are overly critical of the customer service at black businesses, and yes, we are overly critical and definitely expect it, is because, again, we're so used to going out into the world and going places, and when we get bad service, we're not sure if this place is just giving bad service or is it because we're black. Are they automatically thinking? I mean, I can't tell you. I didn't think about it until later, but I can tell you how many times I'm out at a restaurant with my wife and my kids and some people come up to me and tell me how well-behaved my children are. Yeah. And at the time, I was just looking at them like, what is wrong? Okay. It's not a kid's, kids supposed to act. Right? But the prejudice is there. Yeah. That's a lot of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. So we get that when we just out in the world. So yep. when we go in a Black-owned restaurant or uh, a Black space, we expect to not only be treated normally, but even a little better because you're me and I'm you, right? Right. So then we're overly critical. And we are, again, I'll say it again, overly critical of Black-owned businesses because we actually expect them to give us better service because you're Black and so am I. And we can we can do that, but, and I think we've turned the corner where there was a time where it was both sides, where Black people will come into a Black-owned business and expect discounts and hookups and all of that, right? I think that's still there, but. A little bit, but yeah. we've turned the corner mostly where we'll, we will pay and tip a black owned business of what you, what you are worth. But we expect that customer service and stuff back. Absolutely. And the customer service portion hasn't turned the corner to us yet. For the majority, yeah. And some people do go out to restaurants or stuff and, and don't know how to act. Like there's that thing where a dude that owned a restaurant in Dallas and girls was twerking and he got up there and talked and told this thing got that kind of restaurant. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. his business and he can make that statement yeah, and can, tell people. It's his he business. Can he can see it run how he, how he pleases. But I really think a lot of this comes from, you know, the whole generational trauma thing, like I said before, where uh, we want to be treated better within, within our own establishments, even better than we're treated in external establishments. And, uh, we expect much more out of you than yeah, we do. Because we people. share the same skin color. It's much like how you're super critical of your brother or your child, but you know a coworker is doing the same thing, you don't give a damn. Right. It's the same kind of thing, like because we kinfolk, mm-hmm. we 
expect you to treat us a lot better than that. And when it doesn't happen, we are definitely more critical and more sensitive to when it doesn't happen. Yep. So I think we haven't joined in that part yet where I wouldn't say it's 100 percent people are willing to pay what they're supposed to pay when they go to a black owned business and don't ask for a hookup. But it's definitely a thing now where the customer service is not quite there. And uh, I think it's a conversation we can have to help things move forward because, you know, like Ocho Cinco, when he talked about it, he was like, he don't like it. It's negative. It's messing it up for black owned business. But I think this kind of critique is what we need in order to move forward. Yeah, because now the battery is in people's backs to look, get your shit together. Because if this guy that's moving mountains when he does a review comes in and you're not on your A game, so be it. That's on you. Like you got to have it's your business. Yeah. So you got to protect your business. You know, let's, you know, call back to what we said about you handling your business. If you don't handle your business, it's going to fold up. Yep. So get out the way for another black man to run the business. If you can't do it. <laughs> no, I'm being serious because, you know, we can't we can't be over here just acting like, oh, just because we the only one on the on the block with soul food that, you know, we could just shit in your face and just hand you some fried chicken. Like, no, like. I'll go get the Chinese food before I get the fried chicken if I'm going to be dealing with that shit. Yeah, I, I I can understand it. A lot of times now I think in my head when I say, okay, I'm about to spend this $15 on a, on a combo meal from a chicken place. Mm -hmm. I know of two black-owned chicken places that are in this area. Yeah. I'm going to go spend my money with them. But conversely, man, uh, there is, for instance, me and my wife talked about it at length and something with my brother as well. There's a place... Uh, here in Dallas is down in DeSoto. I ain't going to say no name. Uh, but it's the best chicken sandwich I ever had in my life. Nothing has come close. Nothing. No, you got to say that close. name. You got to say that name. I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay, okay. And he said, he said they got to they gotta put an ad up. The problem <laughs> is after I've got, I'm, so I got the best chicken sandwich of my life once, right? Took my wife there. She said the same thing. Told my brother, who actually lives around the corner from there, he went there, said the same thing. That was years ago. Since then, every now and then, I've tried to actually get over there. Every time I go there, they don't have no damn chicken sandwiches. They don't have the chicken for the chicken sandwiches. They got chicken wings. They got chicken thighs. They got the big ass sign up to say how they won best chicken sandwich in Dallas, but they ain't yeah. got no damn I listen, I, and I appreciate them for that. I'm glad that they're only going to sell the chicken sandwich if they have that chicken sandwich meat. Because let me tell you this, bro. Bro, if your restaurant is only really known for one thing, you got to have that in stock at all times. But let, me give you, let, let me give you an example how that could backfire. How? Do you remember right before the pandemic when Popeye's had that chicken sandwich? When it first came out? Like, I'm talking about when it first It wasn't first even came that out. good, but okay. No, that shit was fire. When it, I'm talking about when it first... You didn't have it when it first came out. I could tell because you're saying it wasn't good. <laughs> I had it twice right. when it first, I'm talking like that first month. Okay. And then they had a chicken shortage and then it came back. Bro, I don't know if they took Denzel's Blue Magic and stepped on it, but them chicken sandwiches did not taste the same after that. So I appreciate, so to go back to this chicken place you talked about in DeSoto, I appreciate that they're only going to sell it if it's going to be the product that they are known for. If that were the case, if that was even the message that was given yeah. when I got there, other than the badass attitude, like, fuck you, we ain't got no chicken, order something else. You know what I'm saying? If that's what they said, hey, 
we source only the best quality chicken patties. And since we can't source those right now, unfortunately, I apologize. We're out of chicken patties. Please come back at another time. Check our Facebook page. That's good customer service. Don't look at me like I'm fucking crazy for being upset that I drove across town to right. come get a chicken sandwich from you. Right. And you're giving me attitude because I'm understandably annoyed that you don't have any chicken sandwiches. But this place ain't freaking, we'll play Popeye's. This ain't no national chain. It's one place. Right. And there's there's a line there, but it ain't that crazy. It just, it seems unreasonable for them to often and always, in my experience, maybe I just to got be, really to bad be out timing. Of, to be, a, to yeah. be out of what was popular? Yeah, maybe I just got really bad timing to be out of that. And because of me being burned a few times, I've not been back over there to make the game. Well, let me ask you this. You don't, like certain places like that, you don't call in ahead to make sure that they're stocked because shit happens. Yeah, yeah. And a place with good customer service that answers their phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they would. But again, this goes back to that stuff in the, in the 2020 pandemic and everything. People wasn't answering their phones. Yeah. They would take your order and then it'd be hours for you to get your food. If you got it at all, they forgot you even ordered people that came an hour after you were Agreed. walking out with the Agreed. food because they don't have the systems and stuff in place. I understand your business blew up, but like there's got to be a way for you to kind of handle that and slow down, maybe even stop taking orders. But with this place, like, again, if you tell if I drive all the way over there to get food from you and maybe you don't know that it's all the way from me but whatever I'm a customer who's come to your location to spend my money and you know what it takes to make this money at your restaurant and I said you are out of the thing that I came here for and I'm understandably upset I'm not like I ain't got no motherfucking chicken like I ain't do all that I was just like damn I came all the way out here to get the chicken y'all out he's like yeah I was like mm, let me see what else y'all got and he's like well we do start right to the, the chick got like a really bad attitude with me yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. and like I said didn't give me that nice customer service blurb I said you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's what I mean and then I can't call because they don't ever answer the goddamn phone so you gotta mm -hmm. just you just gotta go you gotta just pop up but black owned businesses right, a lot so, of times that's how they do so this is what we're gonna do it's probably not this uh, obviously not this episode but maybe the next one or the one after that I'm going to go there and I'm going to do a review on it and we're going to post it on here. <laughs> and on all our socials. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to insert it. I'm going to insert it. Like I'm going to begin, I'm going to begin our episode with my review of the chicken place. Okay. And if the, if it's good service, then I'll shout them out. If it's not, I don't want to be the Just one that tears the them down. If this is the service, I'll tell you what, that chicken will be good. If you get it. Right. Yeah, yeah, if they have it, right? If they have it. So, is the chicken sandwich that they're known for. So what did you end up getting? Just some regular pieces of chicken, like breasts and wings and all I that? I get nothing. You're not going to cop no attitude with me and them and give you some money. Fuck out of here. So you left out of there hungry, bro? After no. that drive? Where this place is, and I'm sure people who know the area. Well, you went somewhere else, but what I'm saying, you took that drive and you no, no, walked no, no. in listen, there Listen to me. Where this place is, it's like a market. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stalls. Oh. Okay. So I just went to the one next to them and got some food. Hmm. Oh, no, the, the other one down, because the one next to them is an Asian place. And I was like, bro, I'm not, if I'm, yeah, fuck y'all for not having a chicken sandwich and having a bad attitude with me, but I'm not going to go next door and give my money to the Asians. I'm not going to do that. So right. next to them was like this, like, seafood, fried seafood and stuff plate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, like, pasta and noodles and stuff in it, whatever. I bought something from there instead, because they had what they were known for. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have it. But like I said, I'm not going to so, my money. So that, that was a black black place? Yeah. Black-owned place? Yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. was, yeah, black lady at the counter. I asked, is this a black-owned business? They so say, let yes. me Let me ask you this. Uh, I, I like to support black-owned businesses as well. 
Is there a time where you won't support a black owned business depending on the product that they have? Like, what is it that a black person cannot sell you that you're not going to them for? Chinese food. Okay. That, that's, Why? Hella, that's hella funny to me because I just picture going into a Chinese food spot and you see a bunch of niggas in there. I'd be like, oh, hell no. Well, I, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I'd be out of there with the quickness. Like, y'all niggas ain't making my bolus. Now, now, if it's Chinese food that's in like this Asian fusion restaurant that's black owned, okay. But we talking about the little regular Chinese nah, spots. I'm talking logos. about a Chinese spot with the dragon logos on the boxes and everything. With the old furniture, you know, and everybody saying, yeah, yeah. nobody is there. Niggas in there like, what's up, homie? Do you want? Oh, no, nah, hell no. Nah. I'm not even in there. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> the crazy thing about it is it's probably Mexicans in the back cooking that shit. Well, what else? What else? What about a Mexican food spot? Just a bunch of niggas. Nah. So, homie, you want some carne asada fries? <laughs> You ain't rolling. I I asked a couple of questions. Uh, where are you from? Where you like? Where your recipe from? They were like, "Oh, I'm from Texas." Nope. <laughs> if you say you're from Cali, Arizona, Nevada, yeah. those three, you got your. If you're from the West Coast, yeah, I, I fuck with it. Oh, okay. okay, you give it. You give it a I'll try. Give it a shot. Yeah. What, what what you what you ordering off the black Mexican menu? Oh, oh God, man! You gonna trust a nigga to make you some chimichangas? <laughs> I can't even, I don't even think they will go and like make like a traditional Mexican restaurant. Like that shit will probably be like, <laughs> I don't know, like fried chicken tacos or some shit. And with the bone in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember it's like, like old black people, like my mom and my grandma would eat a chicken leg in bread. Yeah. And just eat around that shit. I always thought that shit was crazy as hell. But anyway, other stuff I wouldn't buy from black people. Oh, man, I can't really think of it because, you know, black people actually we don't. I feel like I could tell you everything that you wouldn't buy from a black person. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not going to a an, a black owned electronic store for anything. Electro they just selling electronics? You're selling electronics. You're not going in there for no portable hard drive or no camera or anything. I would. <laughs> no, you're not. I would because that, that stuff is like, you know, retail boxed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like what 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 they going to do to that? Okay. I would do that if it was like a mini Best Buy that was black on. I'd buy that. Okay. All right. Give me something else. Give you something else. Um, would you go to a black owned movie theater? Well, with the family. With the family. It depends, right? So Where's that? if we nah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we go into a black owned movie theater and the movie theater is like it's almost like a little party you're trying to go to or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a concert movie type thing and it's a black owned. I, you know, you guarantee to have a good time. If we party at black folk, we know how to party, right? We do. But if it's like um like a classic restaurant slash movie theater, you know, where they like serve you a food while you're sitting there watching yeah. a movie with something, hell no. No. Okay. Nope. I already know. I already know. Why? It might have some good chicken and waffles in there. No? Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> off well, again, I'd have to study it, but yeah. times with black businesses, whoever's running the kitchen is is probably like somebody's fucking cousin or something, and it's a separate business than the movie theater itself. You know what I'm saying? So I can I can if I complain to the waitress, she'll be like, "Well, that's Kenny's barbecue. You got to go back because you know it's gonna be a barbecue. Yeah, that's Kenny's yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. You got to go back there and talk to him. And you <laughs> go back there and talk to old boy. Ain't no refunds. Ain't no refunds. You know, like I'm a chef. 
Cash only. Yeah, but like no substitutes. <laughs> I don't do substitute. Like, it's so messed up, but this is our experience and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. like, oh, you don't act like that when you go to Roos Chris? Yeah, true. But if I go to Roos Chris and ask for a substitute, I'm going to get it. Yeah, that's true. That's Well, to a certain degree. Depends on can't what go, it is. Can't go crazy on that menu. You can't be like, I right, substitute this. Like, no. Yeah, hey, a little something. Substitute some sides. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I some mean. garnishes. Yeah, I can't be like... Go in there. Well, I guess you could, but that's a waste. Some people go in there and get steak and get it well done. Bro, what are you doing? You a well done nigga? I used to be. I'm not now. Oh, I haven't man. been a. I haven't been a well done steak eater for years now. That's the same. But back in the day, <laughs> oh yeah, I was making. Oh yeah, back in the day, I was making carne asada. <laughs> <laughs> carne asada steak. <laughs> yeah, and we got. We definitely got our own biases against black owned businesses, man. Like, uh, only be uh, really just comes down to the serve any business where you feel like. Customer service is the main thing. Was like one of the big things my wife wants to do is uh, patronize and not support. So I say we don't want to support, but because support means you're like helping somebody who's not doing well. Yeah, patronizing meaning you're just going to a business and yeah. partaking in their service like you yeah. would any other you're, business. It's, right? It's a it's a barter. You so, spending money to get what you want. But she can never find any black people to do her toes because black people we don't do feet. So really? That's the thing? That's the that's a I wouldn't have known either, but my wife told me all about it. If she can go get her nails done by right. a black person and they'll overcharge and take forever to do it. Yeah. While they talk and argue with their baby daddy and all the other shit that's going on. Yeah. But you won't find nobody that wanna do toes. Because black people don't touch feet, we think feet is nasty. But them Asians. Oh, they, 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 listen, I go there and get my toes done. They'll mess with the toes. They'll massage all in between your shit. Yeah. And take their money and they'll, they'll do that stuff. Yeah. I had uh, a good friend of mine. I was like, well, I call him a good friend. He's a coworker. He's from San Diego, went to Hoover and everything. Okay. But his girl worked in a, a place like that and she hated it, but she did it for the money. And you make sure not to have the disdain on your face or you're rubbing on people's feet and all that kind of stuff. But it's something that they got to do. They got, that's why they have that whole business cornered. Yeah, because we wouldn't. We don't even want to. We won't, we won't touch it. And that's just. It's just like a, I'm too good to touch on other people's feet, kind of thing. No, it's just we don't want to do it. Honestly, that's why though. Like, we have no interest in it. We b- black people. We only you think Asians have interest in it. They just try. They have no, interest. They, in the but money. they were groomed early on. They have interest in the money, bro, and they'll no, get what. No, they, they were they groomed early on. This is the thing. Like with Asians, Asians, they they have all their foolproof businesses. The nails, the Chinese food spots. When they have the kids, it's it's just all a pass down. I and then they, and they take some stuff. Okay, you're going to take over this corner. You're going to put a Chinese food spot there. Like, everything is already groomed for them. They It's just like... Uh, so if I started a feet and nails place and raised my it kids... It wouldn't work. No, it would place. not work. I would blow, actually. It would not work. How would it not work? The same reason we're not going to see some niggas for some fucking boneless spare ribs and I'm, chicken wings. That's where you're wrong. I'm trying to tell you right now, if there was a, if anybody's listening to this podcast, if there was a black owned nail place that did hands and feet for black people and did it, they will blow up and make tons of money. My wife will go there tomorrow. But for as it stands right now, a lot of times she wanted to go into the Asians because at least it's one spot they get both things done rather than going to two different places because they just don't do it. Black women are clamoring for, dude, it's not just about wanting to simply patronize black owned business. We know that the Asians don't really like us and fuck with us like that. We don't really like giving them their money. Yeah. But our black people aren't even giving us an alternative to that. Not only that, when you're in that space with other black people and how we act and treat each other, we in that group. All right. Let me let me play devil's advocate. There we go. If you started this business, right, and in order for this to work, 
you had to be the one doing the feat for the first two years. Could you see yourself doing it for it to succeed? Yes. Okay. Then maybe without a doubt. Okay. Then maybe it could work. See, and that's and that's why you're the man when it comes to business. Because <laughs> <laughs> me, I wouldn't do that shit. It'd be a black owned business and it'd be like a little Asian in there just for the feet. <laughs> no, look, look, but really, 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 really listen to me here. Oh, I'm hearing you. There is a wide open niche that is you don't have to worry about competition. Like just walk in and do this and you will be successful and you will kill it. Other news outlets will probably promote you because you want only a few that's doing it. It is wide open to make this money and become wildly successful. I'm not even playing. Yeah, yeah. Every black woman I've ever spoken to would love to have this. Okay, And, you know, and I'm, delivered. hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you this lane is open mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and you don't step into that lane because you don't want to touch feet. You know how stupid that sounds? Any of y'all out there, any of y'all black women or whoever who get into nails and stuff and you don't do feet, you leaving that lane wide open and letting somebody else take it or just not getting that money because you don't like to touch feet? That's stupid. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying for myself, it's not that I don't like to touch feet because I'll touch my girl's foot. I'll massage my girl's feet. I don't have a problem with feet. I just have no interest in that type of work. So I wouldn't. Oh, that's I, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, so I wouldn't mess with it. Uh, but yeah, by all means, though, like if anybody that's in that line of work, then yeah, yeah, that lots, would make sense. Lots of black women, and, and I'm already seeing that they got these. Uh, they got these. It seems to be pretty popular now. Now they have like that. They guess they call them nail bars, where you go in there and they give you a little glass of yep, mimosa and all that kind of stuff. It's like there's yeah. a few black owned ones, but guess what? They don't do. They don't do the feet. They don't do feet. That's what I'm saying. Like. You, inco open, you, 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 you incorporate all that. You're doing the, the, the hands, the feet, giving you giving your hunger or your, your uh, client a little glass, a little champagne glass, a little mimosa and whatnot. Mm -hmm. they, they sitting there having a good time and it's a one-stop shop they getting all this stuff done. Oh, yeah. That that should'll that should look like in and out. There's, a, there's probably a few places that do it in various parts of different cities across right. the United States. But that should be something we have cornered, like the way we have barbershops cornered. Yeah. Now, there was a time where, uh, well, the Hispanics have gotten into barbershops mostly for themselves, right? <clears throat> I will say this. When I say Hispanics, I'm a West Coast Hispanics, like Mexicans, not Puerto Ricans. Oh, Puerto Ricans, no, I was going to say. I, that's I, different. I would prefer, I loved going to go see the Dominicans to get my hair lined up in New York way better than these niggas. Why? Because they talking bullshit, but... They're getting, they're, they're getting it done while they're cutting. Mm -hmm. Niggas, <laughs> niggas, hear me loud and clear. Ooh. I cannot stand when you when you don't wash your hands. I cannot stand when you stop in the middle of my fade to, to talk about whatever it is you're talking about. I just sat here and waited an hour, hour and a half to get in this chair. Don't let me be in the chair now and I still got to wait to get my hair cut, bro. Can you can you walk and chew bubblegum, please? If you want to talk about the boxing match or you want to talk about the basketball game, that's fine. You can talk about LeBron all you want while you're lining me up. Just don't fuck up my lineup. Perfect example. My barber for me and my son, whenever I do get a trim up or something, yeah. I just took my son there to get his haircut. Uh, Leslie is his name. I'll, I'll big him up. Okay. He is not the best barber I've ever had. And I'm sure I can find people to give me a, sh a better, sharper cut. Yeah. But this dude has been cutting my hair and shit for like 10 years. You know why? Because at 10 years, I could not go to this barbershop for a year. And he still remembers 
I have an older brother, how many kids I have, who's in school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has a big screen TV in his little office. He watches and talks while he cuts my hair. This nigga has never sat me down in a chair and be like, all right, let me go eat this food right quick. I'll be right with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he answers a phone, he'll pick up his if he even answers it, because it'll ring while he's cutting my hair, he won't answer it. But he won't if he that. answers it, he shoves that thing up under his shoulder and keeps cutting my hair. And when there's been times where he's needed to take an important call. A couple of times I remember his daughter called or something. I'm sorry, fam. This is my daughter. She's somebody's supposed to pick her up. Hold her on right quick. He'd go take the phone call, come back, apologize. And after the cut's over, offer me five dollars off yeah. for it. Yeah. I've always tipped him and overpaid him. I've told him, bro. Just tell me how much, because he'd be like, oh, you ain't got a tip. Just tell me how much the cut is, and I'm going to pay it. Yeah. If you say 50, I'm going to pay him 50, because the, the dude's customer service is fantastic. Yeah. That's why I go to him. He's yeah. not the greatest barber in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I believe service, it. I've yet to come across anybody yeah. as cool and personable and, and service and Absolutely. pays attention Absolutely. to you Absolutely. like him. And then plus, in the black community, once you find a good barber as well, it's almost like a relationship. You know, you don't want to just have anybody all on your head. Pause. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, dip. Oh, bro, that remember? Remember when we both used to wear cornrows? Yeah. You remember why I started wearing cornrows? You can find a barber, right? My barber yeah. Moved. yeah. My yeah. barber. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, I think I remember that. You yeah. walking around looking like Super Saiyan, talking about, <laughs> I got somebody that could braid hair, but I ain't got nobody that cut hair. <laughs> Back when I could do all yeah. that. And and that's why I just grew my shit out again because while I was you know in New Hampshire. Where am, I, where am I getting my hair cut? I mean, you get some black women up here, they'll tell you all their horror stories about barbers. Like, dude, my wife always clings to certain people who do hair, and it's it's never about how well they do her hair. It's mm -hmm. always about the, the experience when she's in the, in the place with that. It's always about that. Oh, I'm shocked. <clears throat> I would think with a black woman, it would be about how your hair came out because, you know, a black woman, once she's up there in age, the hair becomes a little sacred because if it's long, if if you fuck it up, I've heard that it's harder to get it back to that length. Nah, the, the, what I say is most of the time, in order for you to even get in the hair business and be halfway successful or something, your hair game has got to be at a certain level anyway. Yeah. So I think for the most part, that that uh, that certain level of is there's almost like what to do with the barber he cuts yeah i'm not gonna say good enough like it's at the bottom yeah but it's at a good enough level right where that paired with the excellent customer service makes him the man yeah it's a call back to you being a seven but all that yeah. other stuff brings it up to a ten uh well my wife's always hair always looks nice when she comes home you always look beautiful after you get your hair done babe Aww. uh <laughs> even before before the people want to nitpick but uh it's never when she comes, it's when she tells me about it, it's not much about how great the hair looks or how great she did it. That's like the secondary thing. It's always about how good and how well the experience and stuff was, and how much she likes that person. Yeah. And, you know, we have the same kind of thing with barbers and stuff. So, you know, black people, you know, black businesses, whether it be barbers and restaurants or whatever, you got to treat people better, but you especially got to treat us better. We, it's, it's messed up. It's like an abusive relationship because we still not really going to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, we would. We still want you to treat us better. Yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying, man. There's a couple of places I know of, and I'll tell you about. There's another chicken chicken joint or whatever, and they also do um, daiquiris and stuff. Customer okay. service is always great there too. Food's pretty good. My wife doesn't love it, but 
I love it. And the customer service is always good. It's all over in Arlington because I know you live over here in, in Dallas. Yeah. Or, but I'll tell you about it. After we get off, I'm going to tell you about these spots. I know lots of black-owned businesses from, from barbecue to vegan food that's really good to, uh, you know, fried chicken places, yeah. breakfast places that are really good. All these things are all black-owned businesses. And the ones I go to also have good service. Any place that's giving me consistently bad service. I'm always saying things get busy, stuff happens, someone has a bad day, you know, I get bad service depending on what I mean by bad service. I'll, I'm, I will forgive for that. You know and I'm saying, but if I go there and it's always kind of the same kind of bad service, I'm going to stop messing with you. And it's almost like we watch that show, Kitchen Nightmares or uh, Bar Rescue or something. Yeah. And whenever they watch it, like the chef in there can't believe that the people don't like their food and they like the service. And then you watch it, but like, you could not have thought <laughs> that this business oh my God. and this food was good. Yeah. Well, that's really what's out there. Yo, you so white. <laughs> said, you could not have thought. <laughs> no, you, you could not. There's nothing in my mind that made me like, you could not have really believed. That's my show. I love Bar Rescue. Yeah, especially because they do a lot of Vegas places. So yeah, every, time, like I, every, time, every, every time I see someone in Vegas, I look for it so I can go there. I'm like, oh, I permanently close. I'm yeah, like, damn, they didn't, they, they didn't listen. <laughs> or they just, you know, most people are like, I'm losing three, four thousand dollars a day. Like, do you that deep? It's too late for you. Yeah. But he's yeah, out there. So, yeah. But yeah, black owned businesses, step your game up. Step your yeah, game up. Yeah. And barbers, wash your hands. Nest. Bro, wash your hands. I'm, don't I'm the, I'm the type. Yeah. Don't, bro. If if you that hungry, stop for a second. Take the amount of bites that you need to fulfill your stomach and then do my fucking hair. We're not going to be going in between eating chicken and eating Subway sandwiches and all that bullshit while you cut my hair. So you could be doing my lineup and I could smell the fucking chicken on your thumb while you lining me up. Like, bro, it's an yeah. uncomfortable feeling. I'm sitting there and it's like, I got to be still because you're doing my fucking lineup and fucking rubbing your fucking thumb across my face and shit. And it's like, oh, we should have a barbershop <laughs> or haircut horror stories. Cause bro, I got, I got a few. I'm gonna share just one. Cause when you said nigga just cut my hair. Yeah. Reminds me of some shit that happened when I was in Arizona, man. There was this dude I used to go to to get my hair cut all the time. And this nigga used to always fucking play. When I say play, he would cut some stupid design in my head or some shit. Before he shaved it off? Yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> be like yeah, what, what you think it is, right? And I was like, hey, hey. Dude, he caught me on a bad day once. I was sitting in the chair. This nigga cut some shit. I was like, dude, stop fucking playing. He just cut my motherfucking hair. That's what I said. Ooh. He's like, bro, you, he's standing there with the shit. Like, you lucky, blah, blah, blah. I jumped up at the chair like, nigga, let's, let's do something. Oh, shit. He's like, it's all good. Sit down. He cut my shit. He's still mad, kind of mumbling under his breath while he cut my shit. But I'm like, yeah, you're not going to fucking play. And everybody in there was like, oh, because dude talk a lot. Dude talk yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. shit. So to have some dude jump about the chair, like, stop fucking playing. Yeah. Cut my shit. Cut my fucking hair. So, nigga, I was just, I was not in a good mood. I was not. In a, I got to do like, inventory tonight. <laughs> I don't hear this shit. Like, this, this is the. <laughs> yeah, this is pre all that. I don't have. Too much of a horror story. I, I can tell you a funny barber story. Um, when I had first moved to Cali, um, I went uh, downtown where my dad goes to get his hair cut. You already fucked up. You said downtown and yeah. you did hair. So this lady used to cut my hair too. And there's a woman, older That's lady. Good cuss by women. Um, and it was cool. Like when I was younger, I used to just get like a skin fade, like a one on the top and fade on the side. Mm -hmm. Like that was my look back in the day. Um, so I was the type of person as a kid, like I'd be sitting in a chair and I'd be just bored, right? So, you know, they got the they got the cape over us. You just sitting in the chair, right? So this is before the smartphones. I had nothing to play with. 
So I'm sitting there just like, you know, like cracking my fingers, you know, just just keeping myself entertained. Mm -hmm. And like while I'm sitting here just, you know, doing this, you know, up underneath the thing, I guess the lady cut my hair. She wasn't aware of what I'm doing. And she she just sees a bunch of fidgeting down there. (laughs) No. Yes. She sees a bunch (laughs) of fidgeting down there. Right. So while I'm sitting there just like playing with my knuckles, like just just cracking them, like kind of how I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. She immediately out of nowhere caught me on guard and she just pulls back the cape. (laughs) <laughs> to see like what was going on and I'm just sitting there like playing with my knuckles and I look up at her and she was like oh okay because I didn't know what you was doing down there and I'm just looking at her like what, what, what are you ta- I'm like 14 at the time like what are you talking about I'm a whole virgin like I'm like and then like it didn't dawn on me in that exact moment it wasn't until like she was finishing up I'm sitting there thinking to myself like wait did she think I was sitting here just beating off in the chair while she's cutting my hair? According to her, she didn't know what she was doing. But that's what the... <laughs> so, but this is where I got upset. I never went back there again after that because this is where I got upset. What if I was beaten off? You just going to expose me like that? I'm a little kid. Y'all thinking is crazy. No, bro. <laughs> you Listen, where's your bedside manner? You can't just expose me like that. Is this supposed to let you finish? What she said about? She could have just went to my ear and be like, "Hey, you good down there?" or something. You could have said something. You can just you don't just be like, "Ha ha!" Little little dick exposure was too. Bro, she, had, she just had to know because wasn't no telling. Yeah, yeah I bet she, she just you had mad at her for exposing you like that. That's crazy. That yeah, I was I was I was highly offended because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there replaying it in my head like. What if my little dick was out? And she just exposed me. All these niggas over here. Ah! Like, did anybody say anything? Was other people in the barbershop? My dad was like looking at her like, like, you know, she just seen me sitting there. Like my hands were like, just like sitting like this. And she was like, oh, and I think he realized what she did. He was just kind of like laughing about it and going, you know, talking to whoever he talking to. But once I realized what she did, bro, I was pissed. Bro, I've had a lot. I was highly upset. I don't even remember your name, lady, but yeah. <laughs> mm. Is that your only one? You got more? I've, I've had a lot of bad haircuts. I mean, if I, I if I, I think got about it, I, I guess if I think about it, I could probably think of some stories. But that that one has been ingrained in my mind forever because that was just crazy. You just gonna expose me like that? Okay. <laughs> now I'm look. Now I'm not saying that I would have been in the right sitting there getting my hair cut by a woman and playing with myself. Yeah. But it's just the fact of how she handled it. I feel like that wasn't professional. Okay. She could have handled, she could have handled that differently. It is a barbershop though, there. Exactly. It's a barbershop. You just go, like, like what I'm saying, what if my shit was out? You really upset about this, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> because I was, I was appalled. Like, the audacity. And she wasn't even like no bad chick. Like, you think I'm sitting here beating off to like some grandma? Like, really? she was an older woman. Like, what am I? What am I gonna do with that? I don't got nothing to say about it. Yeah, man. I don't remember your name. If you're watching this video or whatever, man, hey, stop just exposing. Stop exposing us kids like that. That lady probably dead. I don't even cut here. Damn, that's crazy, man. Wishing death on you. That's you said she's older chick. Let's you're older. I mean, I was, was fourteen. Twenty five. I was fourteen. She's forty now. So yeah, she she was probably forty when I was sitting in the chair. Probably not, bro. When you're young, people are a lot younger than you think. Nah, she looked. Nah, she looked older. She was at least. I'm doing her justice by saying she was forty. Okay. She could have been fifty. So then that was what thirty years ago. Almost twenty five. Yeah, about. 
25, give or take a couple years. 65, 70 now. Yeah. Oh, she's still around. She's still around. She probably got like. Definitely cut no hair. She probably got like a daughter or a granddaughter I mess with. What's up? Nice. <laughs> granddaughter. Yeah. Well, it depends on how late she had a kid. Wait, she's 70. Nah, I ain't messing with Her daughter would be like I'm, 50. Yeah, which means her granddaughter could be like 30. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say. It's 32 young. I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't mess with a 50 year old. <laughs> That's a good one. How young is Uh-oh. too young for you? At my age of 40? Yeah, nigga. In what regards? Are we talking about to just have sex with or to have a life with? Okay. I guess that's a good differentiation. Because if it's just to have sex with and I'm feeling frisky and I'm out of college and she's 21, I'll fuck with it. So but sex is legal age. You good with it. The, the liquor. Just sex. The liquor. Just sex. She got to be able to buy me a bottle. Read that because eighteen is that that's just teetering too close yeah, to a kid. The teen is you, still yeah, 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 yeah. It's a teenager. <laughs> I'm a full adult now. I can't mess with no teenager. But if she in her twenties, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll relationship then. Oh, like serious relationship? Um, I'm probably not going to go more than ten years. So she got to be in her thirties. Why is that? Because I know that women mature faster than us. But I think at my age, even though I'm maturing hella slow, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm going to agree with you. Go ahead. But I don't I think that I'm above a woman that's 25 or younger. You mean like 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 mentally? I've seen a whole lot more maturity wise. She might carry herself better than me, but I know that she has not seen life yet. Shit. She hasn't even had a whole phase probably yet. So, I mean, our arms. Yeah, you don't want to get with no girl that ain't had no whole face. You want to get with her after that because last thing you want is to hook up with her and then all of a sudden she wants to go through a whole phase. <laughs> now she fucking your boys and all kinds of shit. Like, wow. I'm just saying, like, I, I want I want a girl to come, you know, ready made. Just like, just like how women say they don't want to make no man. They want the man to be a man. I think at your age, our age, that's... Uh, that's reasonable. Yeah, I, I want I want to meet a woman. I don't want to make a woman. But when you're 21 or whatever, that's unreasonable. What do you mean? Oh, when I'm 21. When like I mean, yeah, like when a person's 21 to say I want a man that's ready made or a woman that's ready, that's unreasonable. Oh yeah, at that age, you know, I'm just yeah, everyone's speaking, still growing. Yeah, no, I'm speaking from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, at 40. so at 40, yeah, that makes sense. Somebody who's like that young just ain't lived enough life. I'm too old to teach anybody how to give me a head at this point. <laughs> Uh, almost, almost stay mature. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real. There's going to be a little childish comments in there, but no, I'm just being, I'm just being real. Like we want different things. Like I want to settle down. I want, I want, I don't want to be envious, but I want what you want or what you got. I want to have the home. I want to be with the one woman and live a life and grow together. Mm-hmm. I can't expect no woman that's in her twenties to want that because she hasn't seen anything. Listen, from my 20s up until now, I don't even know how I'm alive. I done seen crazy shit. Like, I done been in all kinds of wild situations. Mm. I'm, uh, every day is a blessing for me. I've been out <laughs> here just acting a whole fool for 20 years. So I've seen some stuff. She hasn't seen anything. And, you know, and I want somebody a little more seasoned. You know, mm. I don't want to be in a situation where I got to be training her. Like, you know, she might be all young and dumb. Like, like what if cops come to the door? She's like, oh, come right on in, officer. It's like, wait, what? You don't let the cops in? But she don't know that. She ain't seen nothing. Like, 
Hi. You know, so I, I want somebody that's got some experience. You know, I, you know, I, I made it a little jokey joke with what I said, but no, I want somebody with experience and we got to share at this point, at this point in my life, we got to at least share some of the same goals. Because <laughs> if we don't have some of the same goals, I mean, what are we talking about? You ain't nothing but just a booty call then because you have nothing else to offer me. Just like I have nothing to offer you because what I want, you don't want. I see where you at. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so 30s, 30s and higher for me, like as far as like partnership. But yeah, it's something to just take down if I'm available and <laughs> I'm bored or whatever. Yeah. If this is like a girl in her 20s, yeah. I'll listen. You got people like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro, 80 years old, slaying 50, 40 year olds. Age is relative to a certain point. Like me, as long as you're an adult adult, then it's cool. Okay. All right, I just wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to be in your 20s to, to have any kind of sexual relations with me. Yeah, I'm not messing with no teenager. I don't give a fuck if 18 is legal. That's just, nah, like, I'm going to make it jokey jokey, but your shit still smell like piss at this point. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I need a girl that smells bloody down there at this point. All right. All right, let's. <laughs> but you know what? That would be a good segment. Uh, I'll probably keep it separate from the episodes, but probably just little little YouTube shorts. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go review some of these little black businesses. Why not? I'm not trying to I'm not trying to move into this guy's lane, but I'm not. I mean, I just think it'd be kind of cool though, just to you know. Because it can serve as a promotion for the black businesses. And I think it'll be just something fun to do. You know, maybe we can even hit a couple together. We could do like uh, uh, like joint reviews and whatnot. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Okay, so I think we should bring this thing to a close. because I need to get home to my wife and children. Yep, yep. And I got to find me some 20-year-olds to call for tonight. Wow. God. Um, so listen, guys. I know you guys are out there viewing. Uh, this episode will be a whole lot better production-wise than the last one, especially if you've made it this far. Uh, please, please, we are an up-and-coming black business. Make sure you like, nice. share, and subscribe. And always, if there's any kind of suggestions and comments, leave it down below. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you want to hear. And listen, we're the guys. We'll deliver. The show. Even on Sundays. Peace.